guys, brand new podcast. And the Birdie Boy Relapse Tour is back in full effect. And we are kicking it off September 8th at Red Rocks Amphitheater at 7.30 p.m. in Morrison, Colorado. That is Red Rocks. I am performing at Red Rocks. There are few tickets left. I, I'm really, I think it's a 9,000, 10,000 seater. I'm not sure what our capacity is. And we have a thousand tickets left. So get your tickets to see me at Red Rocks. I will be there to see Jimmy Buffett the night before and the night after. Las Vegas, Montgomery, Alabama, Augusta, Charleston, Charlotte, Charlotte again, Atlanta, Georgia, Cedar Rapids, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Peoria, Illinois, Sioux City, Tampa, Florida, Orlando, Florida, Tallahassee. I'm coming back to Tallahassee, everybody. First time in 22 years, I think. Jacksonville, Hollywood, Fort Myers, Washington, Boston, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Rockford, Cleveland, Austin, Grand Prairie, Sugarland. I mean, I'm, look, I'll be on tour all year. I, I'm doing New Year's Eve at Philadelphia. So I will see you on the road. I'm so excited. But yes, yes, I am going in for surgery Thursday. I am very nervous. We have a great, great podcast for you today. Um, but I'm going to surgery Thursday. If you, uh, I'm, I know that there's a lot of people that are straight up atheists, and I'm very cool with that. But if you're not, say a little prayer for your boy. Two thirty on uh, Thursday, uh, Pacific Coast time. <laughs> if you listen to podcasts with Leanne, I did. I am uh, my OCD and anxiety is kicking in pretty heavy, uh, but we're good. I got a, the couple thing. This is the thing that it's an hour surgery. Uh, I'm, I, I fucked my for everyone. I, I should say I, I you'll hear it on two bears next week. But I fucked my tendons in my left arm up uh, in the movie. I, I was I tripped while acting, and uh, and I I needed I need to get it fixed. I've ripped fifty nine percent of my tendons in my left arm, and I want to get it fixed. And I can tell because it's just fu I can feel the fucking tendons. Um, I, I don't have any, I have full movement, full mobility in my arm, full strength in my arm. But, uh, at that, I don't, I'm too young to not be able to have all the tendons attached. It's an hour surgery. Tom's last surgery, I think was seven hours. And that is what freaked me out. He told me that, and I've been freaking out about this. And then, and then I, <laughs> not to say that I'm doing better since Leanne's podcast, I'm doing better because we have a big night tonight, but I'm doing better because I was talking to my trainer, Lacey. And she said, it's, it's, I mean, it's an hour nap and it's going to be the best hour nap you've ever had in your life. And I thought, how often this, here's where I'm, here's where you try to redirect your anxiety. I said, how often do you say to yourself, I would love to take an hour power nap, like a fucking, an, an, a drug induced hour nap, like wake up going, wow, that was great. They say you wake up from it. Like, oh, you'll that, wake up happy. For really? Sure. Yeah. And so, uh. So I'm looking forward to the surgery. I'm looking forward to fixing this arm. I'm looking forward to getting on tour and being healthy. I'm looking forward to rehabbing it. I have a list of goals. Not, I mean, just, I was saying they're going to say just shy of the New York Marathon, but uh, the New York Marathon's included in it. That's November 7th. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Because I'm, I'm better at fixing problems than I am at dealing with problems. Does that make sense? Like, I can't listen to your problems, but I can fix them for you. I can tell them how you got to fix them. I can't, if you want me to listen, I just can't listen. I can fix them. That's how my brain works. So I'm excited about rehab. I'll be rehabbing while I'm in Macon, Georgia, uh, doing the Go Big show. Uh, I will get a brace. Uh, I'll slowly be able to bend my arm. I, I watched Tom go through it. I was blown away at, at his progress. And I was in, I'm inspired by Tom. Now, listen, you know Tom and I bust balls. And you are damn certain that it's going to be fairly aggressive when we both have braces on our arms. That we'll be going hard as fuck about who's getting a baby arm and who's not getting a baby arm. We should do a left arm size challenge. 
He had like, to have like lost a lot of mass in that one. Oh, he hasn't used that arm and he hasn't used that arm in forever. So um an hour power nap Thursday at 2 30 Pacific Coast time. If you set your alarm, set your alarm on your phone. If you're a believer in in stronger power, set your alarm for like three for like three o'clock. When you hear your alarm go off, go, oh, birdie boy's in, sur in surgery. Oh shit. Hey, birdie boy, you got this. Something like that. It makes you feel better. But an hour power nap, that's all it's going to be, an hour power nap. I'm going to do an hour power nap, wake up, and it's time to rehab this arm. I'm excited. I'm going to I'm gonna work on my legs, really. I want big fucking legs. I want people to go, whoa, those jeans don't fit you. And I go, no, 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 I just have aggressive legs. So that's my that's my week. Um, tonight, dude, I'm really excited about tonight. Can I bring it up? Please. Dude, yeah. the recipient... A Variety's Creative Impact and Comedy Award, Bert Kreischer. Dude, that is so fucking cool. Your work is inspiring to not only me, but to so many people around the world, dude. And this is going to be a really special night tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I, uh, I have to thank everyone. I, I, I mean, l l thank you very much. I'm going to say thank yous on stage. This is just for the podcast. Uh, you know, for you guys, a Little, I'm accepting the word right now uh to saying my public thank yous <clears throat> they they start with um well obviously you know you gotta thank your family and your team and all that because you know your team's integral for all that but they really start with like your your friends i surround myself around fantastic comics fantastic men and women and women so it was easy Bert. jesus christ but fantastic comics um who i draw inspiration from and i learn from and that is 100 true I don't know if I'd be getting this award if Bill Burr and Joe Rogan hadn't sat me down and said, uh, you know, hey man, your show sucks. Your travel channel show sucks. You're a better comic and you're a better podcaster. Focus on podcasting and focus on comedy. I mean, it was a great conversation that we had in the back of the store and it changed the way I looked at the world. And it, it not immediately, but um, what's up, babe? Oh, come here and show everyone how pretty you look. Come here and show everyone how pretty you look. Leanne looks like a fucking million bucks right now. Leanne. I know, right? I know. Hey. Come over here. Just come over here. Awesome. Come up beside me. My wife looks absolutely fucking gorgeous right now. No. Come on in. Here, He's forcing in. you to do it. Lean in. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I know what you're thinking. How did he get her? I don't know. It's a mystery. I got her pregnant. Oh, shut up. Um, I but but uh, the, and so I have to thank my my fellow com the comics that inspire me and and kind of you can draw from and you get inspiration from and I'm not jealous of any of them. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm very lucky to be around them and and I got to thank Leanne. Leanne's in the room. Uh, you know, you thank your friends and family, but Leanne has been brutally honest. She has seen <laughs> she has seen every edit. <clears throat> of every promo video I've ever done and been brutally honest with how they look and if they're good, every vlog, everything I did at those beginning stages when I started changing my career and, and focusing on promoting shows and putting out content and being fun and, and exposing everything in my life, Leanne was there for all of it and, and gave me legit, honest fucking notes. So thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and thank you to you guys, because you guys, I mean, a lot of this, the reason this award came out was that, uh, you know, we did the drive-in movie theater tour. And I luckily, I got lucky enough to find a group of fans who were into the same shit I was into and thought the same way I did. 
who were into like I, I was telling this to someone today, but like us, you know, like all of us, you know, not just the ones listening, but you know, the other podcasts I do as well, Two Bears and Bill Burt. All of us are kids that didn't mind when it rained on a sunny on a summer day. And your mom was like, you guys are gonna have to stay inside and you and your friends are there and you had to create games to play inside. Those are my favorite days sometimes. And I feel like that's what I've done with my career. I've just find, found different ways to create games for us to play, if, if it, whether it was the, the call and sick to work show, which is behind me, which was you know those 10 a.m., 11 a.m. shows that we did where we just had fucking so much goddamn fun. Or if it was going out to bars after the shows and everyone doing a meetup and hanging out or it was the raffles, the wait staff raffle it was just creating or, or if it was the call and sick or the, the, the hot summer nights tour, it was just fun ways to do the same thing we're doing, but different that we were all up for and all up to try that. And that's a testament to you guys. Um, you guys have allowed this podcast to, to grow. You've allowed this podcast to be different things, to change studios, to, to, um, to follow me to other podcasts, the two bears and Bill Burt and, and something's burning and, and you guys have just been cool. And, and, and that's, so I don't know. So, so I'm excited for getting this award. I think it'll be fun tonight. My buddy Cowhead's interviewing me on stage and, uh, and I'm really, I, you know, it means a lot, you know, it means a great deal to me. So, so thank you. So thank you. So thank you. Yeah, man, you should be proud. For yeah, sure. I'm very proud. I'm very proud. I feel like I thought different about this business at times. Not at all the times, but at sometimes I thought differently about this business, about how I could run it my way. And I feel like it it hasn't. It's paid off. It's paid off in spades. I, I'm very lucky. I just made a movie. I, I you know that. You know, I don't know. And but when I go back to my friends, you know, Rogan's one that told me I need to tell the machine on stage. That's Joe Rogan told me that. You can find the clip. You can find the fucking clip. You can find me fighting with him, telling the telling him I don't. I shouldn't. And I was lucky enough to surround myself by very talented, brilliant people who helped guide me in the right direction and, 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 and love me enough to be like, Hey man, you can do you, we'll help you out and get you funding for your podcast or get you sponsors and get you good guests and help you out, you know, put you on my podcast, help blow you up. It's a fucking cool community. I'm a part of. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you everyone for following me along this cool fucking path. that has been on. I hope you guys like the movie. That's all I'm going to say. I hope you like it. This podcast was done before I left for Serbia. Uh, Chris, God damn it, I, I'm, I'm thinking of Don DePetta. Chris Stefano and Don DePetta are the guests. Don DePetta is a comic. His dad is someone I've known for a, a very long time. He's a great dude, Chris DePetta. And he manages Billy Gardell. And when we all hung out back, I was like, oh, fuck, I know your dad. His dad owned the uh, Atlanta Punchline for a long time. And there's a reason I worked in Atlanta. So if you ever saw me in Atlanta, it's Do it's Chris DePetta, Don Don's dad, that was the reason I worked in Atlanta. He's friends with Chris DePetta. De <laughs> De Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I feel like Gepe Geppetto with P <laughs> Pinocchio. Chris Stefano, as you know, has uh, is one of my favorite human beings alive. I think he's absolutely hilarious. I've been singing his praise to the world. As long as I can. He makes me giggle so hard. Ever since the first time I had him on, I loved him with Hister Hyenas. Uh, he's got the new one, Chrissy. Chaos. Chrissy Chaos. And he, dude, he just had, he just had one of the kids from the Jersey Shore on. Yeah. It was so fucking funny. Because you're watching it and you're like, and they're like, dude, how, how much do you owe the guy that punched Snooky? <laughs> 
because that blew that fucking show up. Snooki took a fucking one to the jaw, and that show was fucking top of the charts next day. That was a punch, too. Snooki <laughs> could take... A, I can't take the kind of punch Snooki can take. God damn it, man. But yeah, I, I love Chris Stefano. You, you, I'll say that until the day I die. You know I love that guy. And so we had a great podcast. We opened a bottle of wine. I think Chrissy had a, gla- a glass or two. Don and I drank the whole thing. It's in the new studio. I hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Chris Stefano and Don DePetta. I regret <laughs> so much. Dude, I was gone. My whole kid, my whole, my whole, my kids, whole fucking, my whole, whole life. Like, I mean, like I look back and I like, I just wasn't there. Like family vacations. We go to the, we go to Alabama every year. Right. For a week. And I, oh, I mean, look, I did. It's almost like I, I can't, I can't explain it to someone who doesn't get it. Right. If I go, yeah, yeah, I'll go, but I'm, I'm not gonna spend two weekends there, right? Yeah, like, right, right. I gotta work one weekend. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, who's in my head? I go, who's paying for it? Like, right. I, I, I've always had that mentality. I mean, Travel Channel was. I've I've said this. I don't know if it was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. I know you never make mistakes in life, but man, we were gone two weeks in a row, two weeks straight, and then one week home, and I would do stand up that week, right? And then gone for another two weeks, and that would be thirteen episodes. So it took a week to shoot an episode. So you'd be gone like twenty, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking. I'd be gone for like, or I got, I don't know, fucking 26 weeks just yeah. straight. And then they'd go, we're doing another season. And you'd just be like, got to make money. I got to make money. I that's Well, that's kind of how I feel even now. Like I'm doing this show, the True TV show, and I'm working a lot. And then this is my week off, and I'm just going to do podcasts. Like we were just with each other before, and I told my girl, Jasmine, I'm like, I got to go do podcasts. She's like, yeah, but you you have the week off. I'm like, no, but you don't understand. Like the podcast is a bigger thing and she's going to be watching it. I'll be like, yeah, but the guy who's interviewing you has one flip flop on. How can that be bigger than a TV show? By the way, fuck off. The guy that's interviewing you has his own line of flip flops. Exactly. And they wow. sold out in 16 minutes. Take that, Jack. This listen, is the, listen yeah. this is the fucking business we're yeah. in. You said There's, you wanted new boobs after this baby. I got to do Bird's podcast to get them. There's no taking a fucking break. Nothing. You push it. Yeah, you push it. It was beautiful. Beginning of pandemic, everyone's like, I guess we're not doing stand-up. And I was like, you aren't. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to sit in this house sober <laughs> yeah. for a year. Oh, my God. Dude, that's the thing. That's the By thing. the way, if you guys want to drink, I have booze. I have a glass of wine. We can have a wine. No, I, have, dude. I got a rosé. Liquid death sounds better. Liquid <laughs> death is it's just, what is it? What, it's mountain. I see everybody's got this on it's the pot. It's fucking awesome, dude. Li- yeah, so what is it? Is it a, like an energy drink? No, it's just water. It's just it's genuine just water? water? Yeah. I got sparkling water. This is amazing. Liquid death. I um, Yeah, dude, people who are going through this quarantine, who are going through this quarantine without kids, it's like, yeah, it's good for you. For me, I was like, boy, by the time May came around <laughs> in New York, I was like, I'd re- I'd like to get COVID because two weeks on a ventilator would be like a vacation. Like it, just so like my, you know what I mean? Just so I don't have to get up and get my kid fucking cinnamon toast crunch well, again. You shouldn't have canceled that Tampa date. I know, I, I know. Yeah, I was supposed it. to be a Tampa side splitters. And I, Wait, didn't I you get, you got COVID, right? I didn't get COVID. I'm no, Oh, you, you were the outlier. Dude, 
Who gave it to everyone? Giannis. You well, no, I survived that. No, no, Akash Singh, who's uh, Andrew Schultz's co-host on Flagrant Two. He was the he was the super spreader. I didn't get it. <laughs> and then Don was the super spreader of the West. He gave it to Santino and a bunch of other people, I and I didn't get it oh, from you him. Did? He came to town, and it was the first time I went out in in end of September. And me and him and Santino went to a restaurant, and then two days later, yeah, boom. I you got it. I got it. How and I gave it? it to Santino. It was it was fine. It's not. Oh, the, you gave it to Santino. You gave it to Santino. Yeah, that's me. And then Santino and I were on tour together to do what you started the drive-in movie theater shows, yeah. which is which is thank you for that. Bert Kreischer was the pioneer of that. Andrew Santino and I had had drive-in movie theater shows booked. Don gave him COVID. Santino still showed up for the gigs on fucking Zoom. So I had to do an hour and then bring him up on a Zoom, <laughs> and his face just kept freezing for a field in fucking Cape Cod. <laughs> oh, you did the one in Cape yeah, Cod? Yeah, in Yarmouth, Massachusetts, one. Cape Cod. Dude, we had a great time Hell that yeah, one. dude. Yeah. See, I, took, I, took, I looked at this as like, I looked at those drive-ins as just a vacation. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I, 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 I want to be with my friends. I want to have a good time. I don't, like, I'm, I, I've been home enough. Yeah. And so we, that day, we rented a boat, and we went out to the, right where the ocean meets, and the water was rushing out. Oh, my and God. And we just sat, and then we set a crab trap. Maybe I shouldn't say this. We set a crab trap. I think you need to have a license to do that. No. We set out crab traps. Now we caught crabs. <laughs> Dude, no, no, but you couldn't look more like a fisherman. So I just feel like <laughs> even if somebody came up to you and was like, do you have a license for that? You'd be like, look at my face. Yes, I was born to be a license. I, I wonder sometimes, like, I said I said to Leanne last night, you're not going to like this, Halston. I wish you could see Halston's face. Can you just show him your face real yeah. quick? I go, wow, look at your face, dude. Halston has a History Channel reenactment face. 100%. No, no, no. Halston, Halston has Civil War general face. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got Confederate face. There was a guy, there was a guy that they do the they do the Adam Rich. Halston head. looks like a ghost actually when he pulls his mask down. He is skinny as fuck. Yeah. Plant-based? Are you plant-based? Really? Plant-based. I thought that was COVID. I thought you were battling it cuz no, Halston like- is the safest motherfucker. Mm. I haven't seen his face in a year. Right. He has never, he goes, it's it's the way I like to say I live my life. I don't really. He said, we were in here, we were setting things up, and he still has his mask on, and we all tested, and everyone's fine. And and he goes, um, he's like, uh, and Leanne's like, Holson, you can take your mask off. And he goes, no. What would you, what would you, what did you say? I say, I'm consistent. Yeah, I appreciate it's it. Respectful. Yeah. Like, that's what it is, dude. I, uh, I'm I, I got to a place where I was like, yeah, I see everyone inside. And I'm like, I'm yeah, fucking, yeah, it's it is. Yeah. My is. dad, I was just telling Don, my dad, my stepmom convinced my uh, father to get the second dose to get the vaccine. Yeah. So he got the 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 second shot. And he te- I swear to God, like a direct quote. He calls me the other day. He was watching the NCAA games and he's uh, I'm like, hey, what's up, dad? He goes, yeah, look, at these fucking games. I mean, some surprises here. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I got a surprise for you. I go, what? He goes, I just got my second round of fag juice. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. That's what he called it. And I was just like, dad, you can't say that stuff. He's like, oh, okay, I can't say it to my son in private. I was like, no, because I'm going to say it on a podcast. <laughs> it's never private. But yeah. I, I wonder I wonder if like, because my daughters are very woke. woke. Like very, yes. like, and they'll call me on shit. Right. And they're like, Dad, you can't say that. And then, by the way, it's not even bad stuff. Yeah. It's not even bad stuff. It's just like like when Elliot Page uh, yes, yes. transitioned. Yes. And I went, 
And, I, and then Leanne showed me the picture, and I just made a comment. I was like, ah, it's just a hat, you know? Yeah. I was like, I, w- I wanted more. Like, I was yeah. just saying, like, I just was like, I want to yeah. see, like, a full, I want to see, like, a fucking handlebar mustache. Yeah. Yes. A leather vest. Yeah. I, like, I really wanted I some. wanted to see her wife with a black eye. Like, I wanted, it, I wanted her to go full guy. How come, how come no one ever transitions and looks like fucking Theo Vaughn, you know? <laughs> like, goes full fucking meathead redneck. Meathead, yeah. And you're like, and, and so... And George got pissed. She goes, yeah. "Hey, Dad, you can't say that." And I was like, "I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to say that on stage. I'm just saying right. to your mom." Right. She's like, "Yeah, but that's really. Do you understand what right. she? What he he wrote?" And I was like, "What?" She's like, "He wrote the the jokes, or she, sure. he he's afraid of the joke, whatever." I was like, "Yeah, but I'm in my house." Right. I was like, "I'm not." And by the way, now I'm telling on a podcast, but but I go, but I go this is your fuck up, Georgia. You shouldn't have called me. It yeah. would have just died right there. Yeah. You wanted to soak the fire. Now look yeah. what you got. That's what it is. And so I go, I'm like, I'm like, no, but I'm just saying it in my house. She goes, yeah, yeah, you understand. Like, I've got friends that have transitioned. Right. And I was like, and my and I'm like, okay, all right. I go, yeah, but and she's like, you can't make that not everything's a joke, Dad. And I went, hold on. Right. I go, now we're fucking drawing lines in the sand. Cause sure. I believe everything's a joke. I believe everything is worth yeah. making a joke about or trying to find a way to fucking some sort of humor and she was like no and her and all her friends are definitely like that like yeah no and i go and it i want to go hey you guys don't know what fucking comedy well is. here's the thing anything funny right is anything funny anymore uh no uh, they, 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 I, honestly, <laughs> Not, it they has don't. to be on tiktok it's a lot a lot of tiktok things they find humorous like uh we cried laughing and i don't know how appropriate this is but we cried laughing at little Nas's the fuck, Satan video, fuck the devil thing. Oh yeah, I, I dude, fucking love. I was because you know what I thought. I thought it's like when someone says it's like when someone goes, uh, "Bert drinks a lot." Bert's yeah, a big drinker. And then you see me drink, and then you go, "Oh, that's not what I thought it would be." Right. And you're like, "No, I told you I drink a lot." And they're like, "Yeah, but it's fucking eight in the morning." And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, I yeah. drink a lot." Yeah, and they're dude. like, "Oh, I, I just thought like yeah. you'd have a glass of wine maybe two at the end of the night." And I was like, "No, I no, fucking party, bro." Yeah. And then when Lil Nas was like, "I'm gay," and then they were like, "Oh no, we're cool, we're very excited." Oh, no, he's fucking the devil. He's fucking the devil. And I, I am crying, laughing, going, "Get it, Nas, get it, dude!" I was the same thing, dying, laughing, fucking I, loving it. I loved it so much, I put my face. In a, I did the face app thing and I put my face in Lil Nas's face and tweeted out I went blackface oh. just because I loved I want to be part of Lil Nas's life. I love because it what happened was and this is look this is way overthinking it. I think there was a lot of people that pretend to be woke, right? right. Pretend to be cool with LBGTQ sure. things. And then they look at guys like us and go, "Oh, they're definitely not cool because we make jokes or whatever." Yeah. But we're more cool than they were because I want, I want that video. Sure, I want that video. Sure, yeah. it's like the same thing. Here's we, Don and I were talking about this just before. Being woke now, in my opinion, it had it cer- certainly serves good purposes. But being woke now is like bullying. It's like a bully yeah. used to be in the '80s, give you an atomic wedgie so you shit blood and look like the kid, you know, Buzz from Home Alone or whatever. Now. A woke kid looks like what the nerd used to look like in the 80s is the woke kid who's a bully because all these people who tweet these things out about, you know, white knighting and how great they are, virtue signaling, how great they are. If you look back in most of their tweets from 10 years ago, very racist, sexist mm-hmm. stuff because they have always been bullies inside of them. It's just being rewarded now and they're guising it and being woke because the truth is, is here's the thing. And, and even like, you know, like with your daughters and stuff like that, I'm just happy that I didn't grow up 
in the world that they had to grow up in. I feel thankful to be yeah. born in the 80s yeah. where like you would, it was a little bit more normal where now, you know, the kids are growing up in a time where they're being pulled in all different directions. Things are, so, so I don't blame the kids. I, I understand it. I'm just, I feel fortunate. I don't have to do it. But most of the time, it's a very similar situation to what you said. It's somebody who's not part of the community trying to stand up for someone they think are being affected in that community. So yeah. it's not a transgender person. It's someone who's not transgender saying, you can't say that about them. It's like, well, what if the transgender person says you can say that about me? Wouldn't like what what what's the difference? It's always the same thing, you know, with the race stuff. It's always somebody from another race, usually white people sticking up for these people that really don't need their help. Yep. It's like. I can figure if I'm that part of that race, I always look at that like if I was that other race that was I would be like, why? I don't need you white motherfuckers sticking up for me. It's like, let me figure out my own shit. I could do it without you. Yeah, I, I I take it back to I mean, I don't know. I I feel very lucky that I grew up. I went to an all boys Catholic high school. Same with me. It was just dude. It was like, yeah, I, I, I it's what's crazy is. I mean, I may, I maybe I, my perspective is different because I'm white, but there wasn't any racism because people just beat your ass. That's yeah. what it was. Like, yeah. No. Like, yeah. You're gonna say that about fucking Lumada? Yeah. He's gonna stomp you into the fucking ground. It's what you're it not is. Gonna say that shit. And no, you, and, and it was. And by the way, our all our friends were ethnically diverse and bust, but it was all mostly Cuban kids, and they fucking busted balls. Sure. Hard as fuck. The only way growing up where I grew up in Brooklyn, yeah, of course, having a diverse, you know, I mean, my class looked like a fucking community college. Every everybody was from all different races, <laughs> religions, everything. It's like, it's like that's the way that we all knew we could trust each other by making jokes about each other's culture or things that would be sensitive. Yeah. It's like, cause that's we're all cool. Like we're all get it's it's for everybody. But now it's like these kids won't say anything. And I feel like nobody hangs out anymore. Nobody can really even get too close because they're too scared to say. Anything that was an impressive gulp, by the way. It was I one of those things. I murder these liquid deaths. No, but it was one of those things where I was like, as when it got to like eight seconds, I was like, is he dead? Did he die? <laughs> while, with the with the thing in his hand, you know. I murder them. I keep them by my bed. Yeah. I, in the middle of the night, I'll just wake up and pound one. Yeah. I like drinking them in the middle of the night. I love. I what I do is I try to go through a case a day. Why does liquid death? What's because I understand liquid death, but it's, it's the water. delivery. So it's the delivery. Well, for, I mean, there's a lot of things I'm sure. Uh, if the people liquid death were watching, they'd be like, "Can you please have, hit these talking points?" Yes, but I, I'm I, I'm not because I guess it's environmentally better. Got it. Because uh, aluminums are reusable, whereas plastics aren't, or yeah, something it. something like that. I'm sure that's it. I know that's a big thing. Um, for me, it's the delivery system because it's like a beer. I yeah. can drink them. God, it looks just like I the drink beer. And it feels faster. like a beer. I, I, and I like I can't drink a bottle of water for some reason. Right. It just it doesn't go down yeah. the way i wanted to but with these I, just a little bit of air coming outside yeah and it guzzles and and i found my blood pressure is lower when i'm hydrated i take better shits when i'm hydrated yeah i have sense. no no part of my body hurts when i'm hydrated you got to take an s are your shits s-shaped they have to be s curves that's how you know you have a healthy gi so if you take an s-shaped shit i know i gotta I, you have to look at your shit way, my yeah. shits lately are kind of like it goes like it's like it, this is my shit Normally, when I shit, it was like a bouncer at 2 a.m. Just going, get the fuck out. You got to go. You got to leave, yeah. man. You got to leave. Yeah. Get yeah. out the door. Yeah. And that's how I shit. Lately, it's been like, get the, hang on. We're going to do coke in the bathroom. And then you're like, what, should I leave or stay? Like, yeah. some of you leave. Yeah. But we're going to hang out here until 4 a.m. And you're not going to know when you should leave. Yeah. Because I kind of shit everything. But I always feel like I have more. And right. so, like, I take three little shits after. Nice. Like, yeah, like little bunny shits. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I'll hit the bidet and let the water break the break the seal. Yes, let it go in. Yeah, clean me out and then and then clean. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, 
I, I, I, I, I, you ever be, I'm like one of those people where I do things and I, I don't know that it's weird that I do them. Right. And people are like, what? Like, I remember one time I was with Segura and I was spitting on the toilet paper to wipe my ass. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, yeah, oh, it's an, it's a Alabama wet wipe. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my wife, my wife grew up from where you are, your yeah. parts of town. And so I got to say that, by the way, I should say this on the podcast. Your dad is a fucking one of my favorite dudes oh, alive. Thank yeah. you. One of my favorite dudes Thanks, alive. Man. Um, and that club, the uh, punchline was my favorite club to do ever. Yeah. Fucking ever. Your ever. dad killed someone in Cleveland, right? Uh, anyway, the club. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. What happened to that club? What's that? So they, uh, I mean, it, that club was around for what, third, 28 years, 29 years. It was, I mean, it was the greatest thing in the world, but the, the city went through gentrification. And so they lost all their parking and everything around it. And they put up high rise condos in the, right. in like all around it. So they that. lost everything. You and, played the old Atlanta punchline, like the, the one, because I've never heard, I, I, I've heard of that uh, club, but I never, I played the one that's in the diner now. So I got, I got yeah, French yeah, fries thrown at me. It's, <laughs> no, that, that fucking club Ripped. was beautiful. Ripped. It was beautiful and had a fucking real eighties vibe to it. Right. Like it had, a, it was a good stage. Um, it looked like a cedar closet on the inside honestly it's what it but it yeah. was an old western bar before that so it, had so, that so it was a western like right. you know urban cowboy like that was what it was before 1982 and then they took it over green room back by the stage so yeah. you were yeah. kind of once you were there you were there right um i remember uh i remember being there and i think john rocker was in the room oh, wow. like, atlanta hey, braves pitcher he Whoever. came all the time yeah. he came all the time he was he like they're the like hey you want to party with rocker and I was like, fuck, yeah. Yeah. And I, but I don't, I can't remember if I did or I didn't. I think I did. I think I went and had drinks with them. Everybody partied in Atlanta. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. It I was know. such a great Good city. city. Good city. I know, dude. And you're going to Siberia, right? Can we say that? Uh, I think we can now. Yeah. I'm also, wait, 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 dude, going to Siberia. I, um, Serbia. Serbia. Sorry. By the way, you, you, Isla, and Leanna are calling it Siberia. Siberia. <laughs> well, because I, oh, I got cousins from Siberia. So I was like, oh, going to Siberia. Are you bringing your family with you to Serbia? No. You're just going to Serbia. To Serbia. Just full, yeah. yeah. You go trash. How long? That's going to be amazing. Three months. Wow. It's amazing, yeah. dude. I know. I are you, is it any, is you going to be near in, in Serbia by like where they film Game of Thrones and shit or any in that I don't area? Know. Yeah. Is that where they film Game of Thrones? Th that's where they have the um the, the kingdom the is wall? down there. And yeah. Halston knows, right? Yeah. Dubrovnik. That's what it's called. Oh, but it's in uh it's in the other one. Not Ser Serbia and Montenegro. Oh, Mo Montenegro. Shit. Mo no, Montenegro. So it all used to be Yugoslavia. Yes. I'm I, someone texted me the other tweeted me something the other day. They're like, once you turn 45, you either become obsessed with World War II. And I was like, or smoking meat. And I was like, and they're like, Bert, you're obsessed with both. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I fucking <laughs> So it used to we all can talk be World Yugoslavia. War II all day if you want to talk World War II. If you want to talk World War II in Yugoslavia, we could talk that shit all day, baby. I I'm, love it. I'm right. I'm transitioning into um, uh, woman in uh, because I I think I I think I just read the things that fi I find interesting for the stage. That's huh. all I remember is things that I go, "Ooh, that'll work for the stage." And then I go, "That's something." And usually they're fucking the worst things you could ever. Right. Say well, when I read something that's outrageous, then I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, don't forget that. What was outrageous? What did you read that was outrageous? I got to stop talking about it. I, I've talked about it so much. Yeah, but this people, yeah, but, but like I, I didn't realize, I didn't realize the racial supremacy that went on in Japan. Sure. Like mm -hmm. the the fact that they were an island. Yeah. So they were just Japanese people. Like no one yeah. got in there. Yeah. Like in that, like they were in this book I was reading. They were like, have things changed? Uh, it. 
I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've been to Japan. I love Japan. Yeah. Like I've, I, Japan was like mind blowing. You go into the subway and it's silent. Yeah. No one's speaking. You get yeah. on the train. No one's, I passed out on a dude in yeah. Japan. Yeah. We were on the train and I was fucking wasted and I fell asleep on a dude. I got to show you the picture. It's fucking, <laughs> but then you go to like Vietnam and it's almost like, it's almost like they're putting their fingers in your mouth. They're talking so much. Right. Like they're like yelling at you. And yeah, and, but it's culturally, it's, they're not yelling at you. It's just the way the, yeah. The, but it, and so, uh, but I, they were talking about Germany and Japan being parallels when it came to like r racial supremacy of, of, and, and the Japanese people were not kind to Koreans no. or the Chinese. And no. like, the rape of Nanking. I mean, dude. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. What a lot of people, what like you can only say on podcasts, yeah, is that you know, in nobody. This is just true for any type of usually race. Nobody is more racist against that race than their own kind. So, yeah. so nobody, nobody dislikes Asians more than other Asians. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? Like a Japanese person in the 40s. No, but the United people from the United States in World War II didn't necessarily. Well, it seems like Oakland's got a lot of distaste for him right now. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah, fucking Oakland. Every oh, with the stop the Asian hate Dude, stuff. God oh, yeah, damn yeah. it! You're just oh, no, like, I was talking about history. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I'm joking. I know, I'm joking, I'm joking. I know, Jesus. Yeah, but the stop <laughs> the Asian fucking, hate. I don't know. I'm not getting into it. But yeah, right now my new thing is this is just even more problematic subject is the fucking Congo. It's called Leopold's Ghost. Okay. King Leopold's Ghost. And it's all about it's all about fucking how slavery was started in Africa and how that where that went and that the majority of slave trade was all through was straight to Brazil cuz that was the quickest route. Right. And I was like, "What?" In my head I was like, "That's the quickest route?" Right. And they're like, "Yes, bam bam." And then they were like and then it started going to like uh I just started reading the book. I just started reading the book, but it's this guy who ended the slave? He ended the slave trade. I think I'm not. I, by the way, I'm just looking for tidbits of knowledge in this book. But he is one dude who ended the slave trade. I'll tell you his name. Well, he's dead. He's not going to get a fucking shout out on this. You never know, dude. He's like great, great, great grandmother. <laughs> you know, son will fucking claim that you. You know. And by the way, it's like a fan sent me this book. Right. So like, part of me, you got to be careful on. Like that's why I don't believe in reading because right if. <laughs> Because if, yeah, if you get fucking, someone goes, oh, you should take this book. You're like, oh, cool. Who's Candace Owens? You're like, I don't know. Read it. And you're like, this girl's got some good thoughts. <laughs> some really good points. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, don't read that. Don't read that. Don't read that. By the way, I'm sure Candace Owens is a very sweet person. I just, I don't know anything about her. Yeah. I just know. I just know. I just see her tweets once in a while. Shout out Candace Owens. Shot. She's oh, beautiful. Isn't that crazy that like, so no one ever does that with men. What do you mean? Like, like, uh, like I'd suck Ben Shapiro's cock. No, but no one like, like can you like, clip that? People go, uh, people like will talk about like uh, a convert, like Nicole Arbro. He really Nicole. wrote it down. I said clip that. He really wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, Nicole Arbro, beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, and like, and very uh, well spoken and funny and good. Yeah, she's she's great. She likes all my videos. Yeah, no, I, heard, I saw her and Lewis go at it one time. Oh hell yeah, her and Lewis Gomez. Yeah, when Gomez used to wear those yellow shades. Uh, Puerto Rican rattlesnake. I love Lewis. Oh. Yeah, I think, but but see, see, here's the thing. Somebody like a Nicole Arbor, what I like about her is even, I don't know for sure, but like even that whole thing happened with Lewis, then it's like, you know, it happens, whatever. You give a chance to explain, you say you're sorry, and then you move on and things yeah. are okay and friends and you're not trying to fucking cancel or take this guy's life away. It's just like, you act like an adult. You you had a misunderstanding. You had a, 
argument, a fight, whatever, you make up and move on, or you don't make up, and then it's over. But now it's in this world where it's like, I need to feel some sort of power to ruin your life and try to cancel you and crush your hopes and dreams so I feel powerful. That's all it is. It's guys that I'm trying to do the right thing. It's like, no, no, you're a weak, narcissistic person is what you are. Is yeah. You're just trying to gain power and be like, people, please look at me, look at how good I am, but you're a piece of garbage. It's it's it really is crazy how quick it happens too. Yeah. Do you see the one guy that found? I know I actually know him. I think, but he found shrimp in his cinnamon. Yeah. Into yeah what is Jason. that? I didn't see that. What happened? So what happened with that? I, I mean, I, other than he found shrimp in a cinnamon toast crunch. I don't, and then, I don't but, know. Then, what, but then, but then why is it such a big deal? Then, well, then no. Then he tweeted it, and then a bunch of women came out came and they were out. like, "Me too." He's a serial abuser. I thought it was a joke because of cereal. Like I thought they were like. Like uh, I thought it was a joke. That's what I. Oh, that yeah. tweet was for real. I no, thought that was a real. joke. No, no, no. I, I think it's. Well, it, it, it. They, they didn't let in on that it was a joke. They were like, "He's a serial abuser," and I laughed. Right. And Leanne read it, and she's like, "No, I think he's actually a bad dude." And I was like, "Well, hold on. I think that's a, they're comics, right? They're, wait." And then I was like, "Hold on. Is this a joke or not?" And then I'm like, "Well, maybe I'm the fucking one." But it's it is number one in my newsfeed every fucking day. Yeah, I haven't read. Where you're like, he was an interesting guy, dude. He did a lot too. What happened? What? I mean, he was a rapper. He's a writer. Yeah, you know, but nobody's heard of him, or is he a big, big was, name? He just went behind the scenes. He just did like you know, he created a bunch of shows and made. I'm sure has a lot of money. Made yeah. a lot of money. And then okay. he, and he married Topanga. Topanga from Boy Meets World. Yeah. Wow, Topanga. What if she's the best? Here Topanga. we go. Here we go. Here yeah. we go. Um, the Daily Beast. Jensen Carp. Started off the week by going viral and appeared to be sugarcoating shrimp tails in his box of cinnamon and toast crunch. And then uh, by Wednesday afternoon, as Carp gleefully tweeted about every development, rumblings, and emergings, then all of a sudden, former girlfriend who accused the 41 of being manipulative and abusive. And maybe they shouldn't have used the phrase serial abuser because it was a tad bit confusing. Yeah. But I, fo I follow the guy. And I, I know him. I think I'm sure I know him. Like... And it just went number one, and it just and it just and it's like it just the second there. I think there's a. I mean, I don't know. I'm so the kind of person that I just assume I'm guilty of things. Right. So like, I don't throw. I never say a fucking word about anyone ever because I go. I'm sure I've done just as bad. Right. right like when right. like what? Remember? Remember Lisa? Lisa Traeger? Sure. Wrote um was like lighting up someone for tweets and then all of yeah. a sudden she was like ah and then they were like hey what about these ones and she was like what <laughs> and i remember she was at my house right when that happened and she was like i don't want to talk about that and i was like we don't have to and she, and i was yeah. like she's like yeah because it seems it, it just doesn't come off right it's like i didn't mean it and i was like well did you think maybe the other people didn't mean it too well that's the thing if you if you want to call somebody out now i didn't see the lisa traeger thing i'm just saying oh, in general, oh my god but if you want to call somebody out, you better be as squeaky clean as possible because that light will always yeah. come. You will yeah. galvanize people to dig shit up about you. So it, it's yep. such a fucking. It's like it's like realize. I, I've I've been trying to work this as a thought, really, of like, of like, realize you are a Karen. Everyone's a Karen. Everybody. If Everyone's a Karen. Like you're you're not better than that. That person that lost their fucking mind. Now I, I'm probably I'm probably not gonna say the n word buying bagels with my kids. That's you not might. Well, what if what if they give you too much cream cheese? <laughs> what? I didn't want pumpernickel. That looks like a <laughs> clip it. So no, but but uh, he's writing it down again. No. So, but it's like it's like realize you're the Karen. Yeah, you realize you have that ability because so many people just believe I'm a good person. I believe I'm a good person, but I guarantee you, I'm not. Sure. I guarantee you, I'm not. But but that's the thing. 
everybody, everybody has issues, man. Like it, I think the media or social media, whatever, two things. One, social media and the real world are two different places. As Don and I were saying, they're parallel universes and they keep crossing into each other. And there's, rep- you know, usually the the, the ramifications of something where you mess up in the, in the digital world has real ramifications in the real world and not that much real world into digital world. I know there are some some cases where it happens, but for the most part, most normal people who aren't on social media have no idea about the shrimp and cinnamon toast crunch. Dude, it, I literally, I literally remember, remember in like 2007, whatever the height of the the uh, Me Too movement was, I believe 2017 or whatever, whatever it was at its biggest. I was with uh, friends of mine who are school teachers all the way out in Suffolk County, Long Island, girls our age, and I said something. I forgot how it came up, but I was like, "Oh, don't Me Too me," and she was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, a me, the me too. You know, I was like, I'm just, I was just, ah, it's a me too thing. And she was like, what is me too? No idea. Oh. And I was like, and this was, and I was like, what do you mean? What is me too? I was like, you're a 30 year old woman. Like me too. Like all the things that are happening with this person and that person and like this movement for like, you know, like women to like speak up about like sexual abuse and all these things in Hollywood. And she was like, oh, I don't give a fuck about Hollywood. She was yeah. like, I, she was like, she was like, I don't know. She was, I was like, well, what, what would you do if, if a guy, if a guy, you know, was inappropriate with you? She was like, in the moment, she's like, I don't know, punch them in the face, tell them, get the fuck away from me, something. And I was like, interesting. I was like, so, and then, and then, and then she clearly said, she's like, but look, anything that a woman wants to say, they could say, she's like, but I just don't know what that, I don't know what your Hollywood bullshit is. That's exactly what she said to me. Oh, and I, I was like, oh shit. And not saying the me too thing is bullshit, but she was saying, I just don't know. I'm not on the internet like you. So I know what's happening in my neighborhood. Yeah. I know if there's like a pedophile that moves into my neighborhood or if like my friend got hit by her husband. I know about that. She's like, but what's going on in Los Angeles? She's like, I live in fucking Suffolk County, Long Island. Yeah. You know, like, why would I care? She's like, we voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny that you go, the people that what what is real to us in social media yeah, is so not real to regular people. Like people listening to this right now are like, I have no idea. Yeah, what that? I don't know what that story is. I don't know what the no, other man. story is. Like Dude, I've never heard of, of any of that Even shit. some of our peers, don't mean their names, whatever. But even some of our friends who have been quote unquote canceled or whatever, off social media in real life, nobody cares. Like you, yeah. they go into the stores, nobody even cares. They still want. They yeah. don't care at all. It just exists on social media. It just exists on social media. But then you say, okay, so so I I. I, I was telling someone the other day, but I almost deleted my Twitter because I was like, I, I, I just was like, I, I don't look at it. I don't look at it and it doesn't make me happy. Right. Like, uh-huh. I, and I only tweet out really moronic stuff. Yeah, because you tweet what I do and I'm, I'm sure you do this too. I tweet and then don't ever check the comments. Yeah. I have typos. I don't care. I don't look at it again until I want to tweet the next thing. I, I don't and, check the comments. And I go, I was like, I don't. And so I don't tweet anything like super aggressive ever. I don't, I definitely don't tweet politics or anything. Because it doesn't benefit me. Right. And then I was like, I should just get rid of it totally. Just delete the whole fucking thing. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Because then, like, what if I it's need a, to promote stuff? It's a business yeah. tool. It's a you. business tool. It's a business tool. But it's like, I, I look at Twitter the same way I look at the scale. I, I go, oh, why would I fucking step and look at the scale? And right. then go, I was having a great fucking day. Yeah, and then yeah. it just ruins you. By the way, you, never in a million years from, like, the head up what I think, looking at you. Yeah. And then thinking you're going to have as beautiful pedicure feet and toes as you have i mean you got I feet best like you have now. literally better feet than my girlfriend like i would suck i your better toe. feet than i better feet than my wife i mean look at how beautiful i have better feet legs on. than my wife i have better legs than my wife i mean you got I gorgeous like 
gorgeous toes. It's because I'm from Florida. I got so badly want a fucking cocktail tonight. I, Why can't I, you have one tonight? I don't know because I drove and I'm fucking. Let me see if my daughter will pick me. Yeah, up was, you just have one. Yeah, oh, you can't. You can't. <laughs> no, it's like no, no, you're, no. It's not. Not that I can't. Who wants one? Like what? It's like someone goes. That's like drinking decaf coffee. Oh, so I can just stain my teeth? Yo, no, I, like, dude, I got to be honest with you. Two nights ago, I had a fucking Malibu Bay Breeze. I was on my ass. Dude, one Malibu Bay Breeze knocked my socks off. I don't know why. Really? I don't really drink see, that I much. Can't, I can't. I don't drink and drive. Like, see, that? okay, that's the one thing I can say. Like, where I go, when we talk in absolutes, I have drank and drove. I grew up in Florida. That's how you learn. But, like. That's how you get to school. <laughs> I mean, you did. I did it when I was a, in a kid, probably once or twice and then in probably in college when i moved to new york at a certain point in college i went this this is stupid this is so stupid right and then when i moved to new york i just never did it and then when i came out here i remember watching people drinking and driving i remember going to play golf with people and they'd all be drinking and then they'd get in their cars and i would think their life could change forever my dad was also a lawyer and he would he would uh teach you in panic god so he would like dump panic on you and he'd be like sure. let me tell you about a kid uh drink and drove right send him to the jail they fucked him in the ass pissed in his mouth you want that that, that happens that happens i'm you like I, I i pay good money for that <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but i stop I, I i don't drink and drive i do not drink and drive and so but becomes problematic is like you, you we come over here to do the podcast i want to have a drink and then it's just like it really highlights that you were drinking when you have to call your 16 year old to pick you up to pick you up and be like george can you pick me up and she's like ugh, you're not gonna start a fight about pronouns are you <laughs> you're like yes i just did it two hours with chrissy d we're going crazy i know dude i know the pronoun stuff is like i know i we had um my girlfriend uh jasmine's uncle was on a podcast uh, by the way i saw i haven't seen it. it's on patreon right tt jerry no no yeah. it's on youtube now too i did one episode with tt jerry on my patreon patreon.com slash christy comedy regular episode that was crazy he talked about blowing the sun to sam and then on youtube what? for free a totally different episode like to that's the thing some people were telling me like you fucking scumbag you put this behind the paywall it's like no no, no. i did two episodes one yeah, on youtube yeah. one on patreon i would never put something only on patreon like yeah. i will do a totally separate show for the patreon and for the youtube but on uh on it's on youtube right now i'm a youtube uh christy comedy youtube but but what he was saying was is he's transgender he's like dude i was born 25 years in prison he's like i i was born in the wrong body he's like i was born in 1960 he was like i was trans before it was cool like i'm i'm trans he's like so a lot of these kids now he's like i don't know each and every one of them he's like but it sounds like at least it sounded like from prison there are a lot of confused kids out there he's like you fucking know if you're in the wrong body he's like i knew i was in the wrong body he's like but still i was born with a penis he said i can't tell you how many times you know so I'm walking past somebody and they're like, you know, excuse me, sir. He's like, even though I'm, I got tits and an ass, he's like, I turn right around. He's like, because guess what? I got a fucking dick. He's like, so a lot of these kids now, he said an interesting thing. And I'm not, it's just what his opinion, but he was like, he's like, I feel like being the kids going trans now, want to be transgender now, or are like when kids used to go goth back in the day, like against him, fuck you, dad. He's like, but now they're saying fuck you, dad, and cutting. Not, to, not, not like, oh, I see what you're saying. Not, not. All of the kids, but there's a portion. It's is, a cool because he said because he said he said he you know he's funny he's you know Spanish guy from Puerto Rico. He's like unless there's something different in the water, he's like I don't understand how now you got all these transgender people when there was just a few of us back in my day. 
He was like, we, he was like, all of us. He's like, all the transgender people. He said trannies, but I guess I fucking can't because I look like a cop. But he was saying, <laughs> he was like, all the trannies knew each other. We all knew each other. And then he was like, and in prison we know each other. He said, but now he's like, he's like, as soon as I came out of jail, he's like, well, where are all these trans? Where do all these trannies come from? He was, he was saying yeah. that, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not transgender, so I can't speak for it. I'm like, you on the show, you're transgender. How do you feel? And he was like, I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to do that until your fucking brain is fully formed. He's like. I didn't decide to get my estrogen therapy until yeah. I was in my 20s. He's like, I don't know. He's like, listen, he's like, I don't know. He was, he was honest. He was like, I wish I could make the rules. He's like, but I'm, you know, I got three felonies. He's like, uh, he's like, I cannot <laughs> run for felonies. office. He's like, I got three felonies. He goes, and I was guilty of all of them shits. See, so, here's, you know, here's the, here's my, so here's, it's interesting. Here's where I, I think I fuck up sometimes is I, I really listen. Like I really sure. genuinely listen. Sure. Because I, I, because, because my dad, Hey, Paulson, will you grab that bottle of rosé? In the yes. fridge. Hey, Andrew, can you grab a bottle of rosé? Yep. Um, I love my, it. My dad never let me. By the way, I was about to say your dad also, but never, like, never. My dad never let me be right. Like he was, he he always wanted me. He always wanted me to feel like I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Right. Because I think then he thought that would that would kind of cut off the idea of of me being a fucking jackass. Sure. And and saying shit because I would say shit that I just didn't have any knowledge on which which is beautiful and you li- and it was up in a time where it's right it's, oh. in the, it's right next to the rice on the top yeah Bert, that's why I don't speak I just listen dude it's yeah, it's, but, it's, but, a, it's I just a, listen see that my 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 problem in life is I feel like I need to talk I feel like I need to talk even when even when I really should not be talking like I feel the need to talk and I like uh like a perfect example I'm like I remember one time uh and it's almost like diarrhea of the mouth. Like I remember one time I was on the show and we had these models and and we were all in in bathing suits. Thanks, brother. Great. Lululemon shorts. Yeah, those Lululemon shorts. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have a little rosé. If you yeah, you have any allergy meds? <laughs> so so like we were all sitting, we're getting ready to shoot something, and I said, and I had a robe on here. Yes, yeah, I'll pass it down to Donnie. Oh, there he's I had a robe on, and Thanks. the girls go. Oh, that's a cool robe. Where did you get that robe? And uh, by the way, podcast sponsor, Corkle. Shout out Corkle, everybody. Stick a Corkle up your ass. And so, <laughs> so here, you take that one. Oh, thank you, baby. And so I got this. This is a true rose from California. I got there it this. Is. Uh, cheers. Should we cheers? cheers? Yeah, cheers. What do you want to cheers to? Uh, there we go. There it is. To uh, to drinking rose. I love rose. Drinking rose, everyone. Rose is really fucking Just acting great. like a couple of housewives here. I love it. I love rosé. Oh really god, nice. it just it hits you. I love it, dude. I love rosé. I can't fuck with pina grigio. Makes you want to get a maid. <laughs> it's like a housewife. I have thing. a maid. It's the worst. We really? got rid of her over COVID. Yeah, uh, still paid her. Yeah, you have to, dude. Yeah, you have to. After a year, I was like, hey, can we just like fucking yeah, not dude. work with her anymore? Can we just like can we just like sponsor her if like, Ice shows up? That's the um kidding. Can I tell you like when you talk about like. Here's the problem is I listen so much I, and I and I and I do talk a ton where I right. shouldn't talk, but I listen so much that things do hit me very heavy. Sure. And and I do really care about people's feelings. So when you talk about sure. pronouns, I care that there's someone like if you if you really feel that way, I want you to feel like the best person you can feel. Sure. Like. So I will call you whatever you want me to call you. I, I, if I fuck up and I have fucked up, mm-hmm. I'm uh, friends with Caitlyn Jenner. Sure. And I did a show with her. And I, I I fucked up her pronoun one time, and and she was cool as fuck. She's like, 
don't worry it happens it's like don't worry it's fine. not a big deal yeah. so but I, if i fuck up i fuck up it's genuine i'm not doing it i'm not doing it to hurt you and i think people know the difference sure. and even the thing i said about what's her name today which i'm sure we got to take out because you're like why the fuck do you even want that lightning rod of a fucking oh Elliot Page? yeah why we wouldn't even want that on you because yeah. that's that's my thing is like i'm not that guy that does that but here's the problem is i listen so much that i genuinely take things to heart and then you start it can really fuck with your head like sure. it really can start like the white privilege thing i didn't really understand it and then i did and once i did i couldn't unsee it and it was making me uncomfortable i was doing a fitting here right, right. I'm, I'm right i mean this is like this is and, and maybe i'm overthinking it but i have four four people in here we have probably i don't know i i i want to guess ballpark twenty thousand dollars worth of clothing okay in in that room and i'm getting changed and i'm putting on clothes and they're taking pictures of me and they're just looking at me in these turn 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 taking pictures and i have uh four mexican dudes out there digging a hole and moving trees for me sure and they're looking at me like how what the fuck like right. i i see them looking at me like he's just changing like, yeah like in their head they don't realize what, that this is fit, fitting for a thing. Yeah. They just are looking at me, watching four hot chicks take pictures of me changing, and I'm just watching them, and they're kind of laughing. And I'm, by the way, these are the same guys that did our last house, so I know these guys. They know right. my family. They know Leanne. Leanne knows these guys. Right. And they're busting balls, and they're just looking at me changing, and they're like, "The fuck are you doing?" And I go, "Um, I'm doing a fitting." And they're like, they're paying you for this? Like, th for them, but they're digging a hole to make right. money, right? Yeah. It's very, like, literal. Moving a tree to the front and planting trees. They're doing work to make money, and they're looking at me. Who's paying them? And all I'm doing is changing. Sure. And I just felt fucking guilty. I yeah, was but like, that, but that's, but in my opinion, I understand what you're saying, but that's not because you're white. Like, yeah, but, but, but I think a lot of my story is because I met, look, there's, here's what I was realizing. There are, I was realizing this today reading King Leopold's uh that, that, that book there are to to broad stroke white people with white privilege is just unfair there are white people that had have had really 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 rough lives like sure. leanne's fit parts of leanne's family uh fucking you just wouldn't want to be them you, I get like it, right? you know but uh but like my path has been pretty white. Also, also like white people from history are like way worse than present day white people. Whoa, it's like white a white people. It's like a historic dude, a historic white. I don't want. I don't even want to be that white. I don't want I to did. meet a historic white. But a present day white. I mean, you know, majority are okay. A present, present day, day white, white. But historic white, no chance. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wait, wait. So what year did? What year was? Is the last year you'd want to be white? Oh my god. 1985 white. Yeah, the last white. 1985. Yeah. No, 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 because that was when the age showed up. You don't want to be that white guy. I don't want to be that white. Let's go, uh, yeah, fucking 2002 white. 2002? Yeah. Jason no, Williams. No, 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 because no, 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 you got it in 2004 because it was just 9-11. Oh, and those shit. white people were horrible. Horrible whites. Yeah, let's 2008. fuck. 2008 white. Yeah, financial Obama crisis white. white. Yeah. Post-financial oh, crisis yeah. white. Because oh they, they got fucking obliterated. They were jumping off That's roofs. Right. So let's go 2009 white. I'm a 2009 white. Oh, God. Yeah, dude. Because, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. What we're talking about, you know, with with the white privilege and all, all that stuff, and what you're saying, I agree 100. percent Whatever someone wants, to, I want people to be happy. I want to make people feel comfortable. Whatever they want to do, it, it's just fine. Like let people live in their yeah. own skin. We're all different. 
you know, walking bags of chemicals that have neurotransmitters firing at different speeds. We have different experiences. So whatever people want to do, they want to do. It's fine. The issue I have with what's happening in our country now or the world now is we don't have a license to have discourse anymore. We can't even ask a question. We will be branded a Nazi, a fascist, yeah. a racist, where it's like, let me, let me be wrong to uh, the, uh, the, the transgender community about something I said. Let me be wrong. Somebody from that community say, hey, Chris, this is why you're wrong, as opposed yeah. to saying, fuck this fascist, racist, right. fuck. That's the issue. It's not... It's not us talking about it. And we even us were like, oh, we don't know if we can say this. Like, that's that's the problem. Yeah. Like this, and these things happen under under our noses. Don and I were talking about this before. From two in 2001, if you didn't have after nine if on nine after 9-11, if you did not have an American flag outside your house or on your car, Ooh, you Jesus. might as well have been a member of Al-Qaeda. That's how fucking much of a pig you were. If in 2021, if you have an American flag outside your house, you're branded a racist and a piece of shit because they associate with Donald Trump. And that happened right under our noses. So, and that happened because speech is being stifled and you can't talk about it. You can't even say it. You can't. The people with the biggest platforms on the podcasting or on the you know media, they cannot say it because the media doesn't want you to say it. People because don't want they, to have a discussion about it. They can't, <laughs> we cannot have a discourse. And that's why I think podcasting and what we're doing is 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 so is so important. And that's why, you know, with your audience, I want to say to the camera, guys, hold on. 2024, we're coming back big. 2024. Dude, he's these, coming back, Donnie these, T. I got really lucky for whatever reason. For whatever reason, I was super, super honest early in these podcasts. He wrote it down again. <laughs> he's writing down all the shit. They got to kill this. Judy Marmel, we got to cancel. This podcast is brought to you by Hims. Do you see this? These are luscious locks. There's a little dyed area right here that's gray, but I still have hair. Do you know why I still have hair? Because I did something about it. 66% of men start losing their hair by the age of 35. I was 22 years old. My buddy Jeff Hartley said, bro, you're losing your hair. And I panicked. You're panicking too if you're losing your hair. You know, it's one of the, it's the first foot in the grave you that you have. You think that's it, man. My career with chicks is over. It's not. You've got to do something about it. For Hims is one-stop shopping for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness, all for men. These are all things men deal with, and a lot of us don't want to go to a doctor and talk about. We don't want to wait in long pharmacy lines and talk about. For Hims was created by a guy that knew that some medical conversations are better had online for men. We'd rather deal with someone online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor visits. No more long pharmacy lines. For Hims connects you with licensed medical professionals online, which would save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. All you got to do is answer a few quick questions. A medical professional will review, and they will determine if it's right for you. You can prescribe. They can prescribe you the medication to treat your hair loss. They ship directly and discreetly to your door. Today, they're offering you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results, and after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund. And right now, my listeners can get their first visit absolutely for free. Go to forhims.com slash birdcast. That's forhims.com slash birdcast. Remember, prescriptions products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine the prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety informations. But remember, first and foremost, forhims.com slash birdcast. Summer's here, and are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Well, you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped have just launched their fourth generation performance package which includes the lawnmower 4.0 which Halston and I will both agree is fucking fantastic I hate to say this I know this is meant for your balls and that's what I use it for but I don't care I use it on my lip it trims the perfect mustache 
they have technology that is through the roof. That little light makes trimming your mustache so... I mean, by the way, it's trimming your balls. It's amazing. I use it for trimming my mustache also. I don't give a fuck. Their performance 4.0 package includes... The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, which is, by the way, fantastic, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. The travel bag is what I put all my goodies in, and I might use my old travel bag to carry all my shaving stuff for uh, trimming my beard, all my clippers, everything. I put my everything in there. These are awesome. The fourth generation trimmer has a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunctional on and off switch, and gives you the ability to turn on a 4,000 LED spotlight on and off for more precise shave. I'm telling you, man, this is what you need, especially if you plan on trimming your balls, because I do it over the toilet. That's where I do it. I don't know where you do it. I do it over the ball, over the toilet, and I need light. There's no light in there, and that light highlights all. It's really good for your balls. So I do my balls kind of like, uh, kind of like the same way I, I I've had my beard done at barbers. Just I go real close. I don't get right up on it. I go real close, and then I go straight to the to the sack on the back and on the sides. Probably not all the information you need. I went from the two to the four, and it's like oh, I used dude. to have to wait till six p.m. That's when the like sun... going from dial up to fucking Wi-Fi. Dude, it's so great. I used to have to wait till the sun was at a certain spot in my bathroom so I could see down there because the toilet's so dark. But with the light, dude, it's great when someone does something perfect, and that is what Manscaped is doing. They are making trimming your balls. They've taken it to a perfection. They really fucking took the time. I feel like a bunch of guys sat at a lake house and they were like, "For real." We're fucking cutting our balls way too much. And now we're having to explain why there's a sore in our balls. And it's just because I'm trying to make them presentable, baby. Get 20% off plus free shipping using the code BERT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. <laughs> I posted yesterday. So that they're bringing back the condors. What's the condors? The condors. The fucking condors are amazing. Like the band? No, no, no. There's What's the a, condors? A, no, it's condor. It's the fucking California condor. What the bicycle? So the, the, no, the, the bird. The bird. They're what do you mean? They're what do you mean? They're bringing them back? So it was in 1987, it? in 1987, it was extinct. Next, right? But they had a couple, like a couple in zoos, that they were like, we we got this. Like in, right. I think it's, in San Diego zoos, got condors. I saw them there. Sick. Condors are sick, bro. Really? 10-foot wingspan. It's like pterodactyls. Dude, but worse. I mean, they're fucking massive birds, right? Will they kill something? Like, will they, will they kill? Will they eat live? Like, so they're bringing them back into the wild. Free. They're letting them back in the wild, and they're going to let California condors float around. Shut and I was like, I was like, dude, nah, this is. Will they kill? Like, could they kill a baby, a California yeah, condor? Yeah, yeah. easy, Dogs easy. An owl could kill Dogs. a baby. Dude, I so I'm really obsessed with birds. I'm yeah. like, I got, I got into... Have you ever seen a bald eagle? No, just on the so, just on the flag. Just so you know, right. when you see your first bald eagle, it's not on the flag. you'll lose your fucking mind. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's on the coin, I think. On the coin, I meant to say. It's I'm a Russian bald citizen. eagles. Now, anyone in anyone in anyone in Alaska is like it's not that big of a deal, bird. But when we went to Alaska for the first time and we saw bald eagles, it's I'm as an American, it is moving. Like you go, oh, it, they're gorgeous. They're huge, and they're just. And you're like, oh shit, that's a fucking bald eagle. 
After your 10th one, you're like, okay, they're all over the place up here. But they're gorgeous. But they're gorgeous. A condor? Dude, I saw, we have owl boxes that we're putting up back here to get owls back here because I love owls. But a fucking condor, when I saw it first, I was like, dude, what the fuck is this prehistoric animal? It is. We sat there at the zoo and it stuck its wings out just like to air. And it, it's honestly, it's, it's a slam dunk high. It's like, wow. It's like seeing fucking Shaquille O'Neal spread out. I mean, it's so fucking big. Right. So they're putting condors out. So Did then I go, they say why? Uh, they, they just got some, they got enough where they go. We can let them out. We can introduce them to the wild. And they're, so they're working for border I patrol. I love that. It's going to be you know, amazing. It's going to be. Clip it. <laughs> Clip it. He wrote it down. Now he doesn't have to say it. He just writes it down. Do you realize? This fuck. Do you realize how beautiful it's going to be when you're out on a hike with your kids yeah. and you see a fucking condor fly down and you're like, oh, shit. shit. There's nothing. We don't have anything like that. So I go online and I start reading about condors and how they got extinct and and then and then how tied they were to Native American culture. Mm-hmm. Like all the Native American cultures out here condors were uh, were like their spirit animals or what I'm, i don't know if that's the right wording but like very connected to the and then i think so this is my and i'm and i'm tweeting this right i go i wonder if those fucking headdresses were condor feathers right there you go because i bet if they were and so i google it and they got condor headdresses beautiful and i'm like whoa and then i see headdresses i, now I haven't looked at headdresses in a long time i think i'm in one on this but i hadn't looked in headdresses in a long time Headdresses are fucking badass. Amazing, like they're dude. fucking badass. Yes. And I so I take a I, I look at the site and this one place makes gorgeous headdresses. I know I'm never gonna be able to buy and wear a headdress. <laughs> Why can't you wear a headdress? Well, Chris. I think I think I think that is exactly what culture appropriate is. <laughs> yeah, but I want to have discourse. <laughs> I think that's going too far. Maybe a dress. Just like it's a Halloween costume. But what if you have a can of Arizona iced tea to balance it out? No, but I still think it's bad. <laughs> I have a hard time wearing turquoise. <laughs> so, so I just, but I just tweet out the picture. I go, these are fucking beautiful. Here's a, here's what I, this is what I, there needs to be more people like this. I should get this woman to shout out. I wonder if I can find her fucking Twitter. She was cool as fuck. She go, she just wrote like, hey, Bert, just giving you a heads up. And no, you know, everything reads cunty. Sure. Like, just giving you a heads up. Mm-hmm. In our culture, those headdresses need to be earned and not just bought on some Etsy website. Yeah. And and I don't want you, like, she was, like, looking out for me. Go, like, I don't want you to be canceled or something because you're buying a headdress because you think it looks cool or something. And then, and then you know, fucking other people start attacking her and going after her. And she's like, go fuck yourself. And then I just reply, I just think they're cool looking. And she was like, Oh, cool. I'm just, I want to, I'm taking care of you. I love people like that. More people like that where they go, I'm not here to call you out. I'm here to like give you a thumbs up. I saw these two gay guys in short shorts. I wear really short shorts. I love wearing short shorts. Yeah, yeah, Really short shorts. Sure. Like aggressively short. I like Three inches. Three inches is my cut. Mm -hmm. And so I saw these gay guys filling up water bottles and, uh, and my wife calls them boy shorts. Sure. I didn't realize that that can be with a mask on. Everything's offensive. When you have a mask on, and you're walking by two guys in boy shorts filling up water bottles. I was wearing my boy shorts. Yeah. And I go, I love those boy shorts. And they turned around quick, like to light me up. And they're like, excuse me? And then they see I'm wearing boy shorts. I go, we're making a comeback, guys. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, that fucking instinct to hate right. as opposed to being like, 
I'm fucking rocking boy shorts. Yeah, because the instinct to hate on people are you. Here's the thing. Like when I see my whole attitude towards all that stuff on social media has changed. Two things. One, I think a majority, I don't know the number, but I think over 50% truly of the people who say negative things back to a tweet on Twitter or tweet negative divisive things are not real people at all. I think they're Russian bots. I'm being dead serious. I, I would argue that too. I, 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 I've read tweets. I read tweets uh, last uh, last night where I wrote, what animal writes this? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's my dad FaceTiming me. Um, <laughs> I um, I, I, I think, I think, because what you can usually tell when somebody has some divisive tweet or whatever, and it'll get like a bunch of retweets and comments, you'll see it's the same tweet, something commenting back to it, just from different accounts that look like regular American citizens, but it's different accounts. So that tells me somebody, I don't know if it's Russia. I don't know if it's an enemy. I don't know if it's, it's, it's in-house. I don't know, but a lot of it's not real. It's, it's, it's truly engineered to uh, rise up real hate. Yeah. That's because you know? that's how you start a, a revolution. Yeah. There's, there's a great podcast called revolutions with Mike Duncan. Yeah. And the whole thing is, Get the get the people to start hating each other. Yeah, yeah. let's fucking stir up. That's here. all you have to do. You start let's get them to attack each other, and then we can sit back and go. You stir up anything. It's the next thing at the next thing, and then the second thing is is now for me. Like my, I used to, you know, not really, but at times I would go back at someone who was tweeting vile stuff at me, whatever. But now I just I feel blessed and fortunate to not be them because you have to understand the immense amount of pain you have to be in as an individual to tweet something oh. vile at another human being, even if it offended you. You know how many times. I've been offended by something and I just move on from it. But to actually write words, the the two things, the narcissism you have to have, that's it's always about narcissism. That is the thing. That to me is the is the epidemic in our country. Not obesity, it's narcissism. Oh God, that yeah. is the issue. Yeah. The second thing is always the amount of pain that person is in is to just to, to have to kind of tweet out that thing, that negative energy. I just feel like, man, like I, I used to be like, oh fuck that. How could you say that about my kid? How could you say that about me? But now I'm like, Damn, dude, like and mentally, I'm like, I hope you get the help you need because you obviously are a very insecure, broken person that's in so much pain. If you're going to tweet that stuff out or if you're going to say something about a family member of mine or call my pregnant girlfriend a name like you're in beyond pain. Like if you're if your highlight of your day is to get someone to tweet back at you because you said something negative to them, it's it's a. I used to say, oh, it's disgusting. And it, but now I now it, I don't use those adjectives. It's sad. And it's like they're actually genuinely a mentally broken person because I mean, dude, even even positive stuff like look and I look, we need fans. I appreciate all the fans. But like I've never I love the 1975. I fucking love that band like you can't imagine. I've never tweeted or messaged them ever in my life because I'm like, yeah. I'll just buy tickets to their concert and go. Like, I'm not going to go there and be like, hey, look at me, dude. Look at this comment. No, I'm just going to go to your show because I'm a fan of yours. I'll buy the ticket and go because I, I like your work. Yeah. That's, I think, most people. Like, even times with, you know, when we think, well, oh, my fans hate me. No, they don't. The 2% of people who are voicing your opinion, the, a normal person who's got to go to work every day doesn't give a fuck on what you're doing. They're either a fan of yours or they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. And that's why social media, I do think, I think the only way to save this, and again, I'm a fucking idiot. You know, I'm, I don't know. You know, I don't have the answers and shit. But I think that you have to start charging money for social media at this point. It has to be like fifteen dollars a month or something like that to have an Instagram or to have a Twitter. I know the companies would never do that because they lose too much money. But 
if it because then people then that will weed out people who just want to be on there to talk shit and create this well, alter burner ego. accounts burner burner accounts, accounts. burner accounts are that'll big stop thing. all that that because these people are a different usually the things that somebody tweets or instagrams at you they probably don't believe that in the physical world they just they just create yeah. this new personality that they wish they could be but they're really not in real it's life. so nice when you when you have a moment like i had with those two gay guys where we where i said something about their shorts and then we all giggled yeah. or like or like just uh just like i saw my wife this guy was uh his race doesn't matter but he's a black dude just got out of church with his chick right dressed really nice we're in rite aid yesterday and he's got ice cream right and i'm off to the side i'm, I'm really weird i have not gotten comfortable with people yet mm-hmm. but after covid i think i spent too many, too much time away so right. I, in a weird way i find myself pulling myself out of situations and right. kind of just standing off to the side and um so they're in line leanne's about to go they go next in line and we have a bunch of shit a bunch of easter candy stuff and leanne sees them and goes oh do you guys, you guys only have that and you have ice cream do you want to go he's like yeah thanks i just witnessed that right that little thing that it it it, it, it matters because color seems like it's such a fucking hot button topic sure. these days but to see the exact opposite of a karen is too i don't think leanne was like you're black do you want to go in front of me like she was just like she was just like hey do you, you have yeah. ice cream you're a human being you're a yeah, person that that's the thing being. and he even changed too like I remember when I first started comedy, like 2010, like I would be like, you know, I would always say like, you know, 2011 or whatever, like trying to be like, go into like, if it was an all black crowd, be like, oh, I'm the white guy, I'm the crazy guy, whatever. Now it's like, people are people. The last thing you want to do, and especially in a comedy show is like, call out someone because they're a race other than white. It's like, it's stupid. It's like that just, yeah. even if you're funny and they're laughing at it, it's, it's still, the whole point of this is we're all one together. That's why yeah. for me sometimes when I'm like, the affirmative action stuff where I understand it. I'm like, I look at that as, and again, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a scientist. I don't know how this thing plays on society, but I'm like, isn't the way to get there, but we're all just one in the same, so, all just people like yeah. Yeah, social interactions coming back and it does. Yeah. And we've all been in this collectively. So when we're coming out of it, I think people are a little bit more patient with each other and a bit kinder. In I, think there's, there's, I bet there's people listening to this right now going like in a truck going like, I haven't noticed any of this. Yeah. Like I live in Idaho. <laughs> sure. I, I work with everyone. I, I work in a factory. I, yeah. And we all just thing. bust each other's well, balls every yeah. day. Well, here's, all, a, here's how you know the internet is bullshit. When like you go on there and you're like, oh, you think there's all this division and stuff like that. When you go to just a simple comedy show, it's all different races, religions, creeds, and colors laughing or not laughing in unison, depending on the material, having a great fucking time. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the thing that has really opened my eyes is representation. Like I, and I, and, and I say this, I gotta remember, I'm a, by the way, we have the full bottle if you want another glass. Yeah. I don't have the calories. And so are you always worried about your belly? No, dude, I'm worried, my, it's my thighs and my ass. I was just thinking, it's a thunder I, ass. I just, when doing that fitting the other day, they're like, oh, you have great legs. And I was like, I got, Red Band is the guy I always, it, Red Band's got big thighs and a big ass. Right. Like he gains weight in his ass and his legs, Red Band's like right now, Brian's like, what the fuck, Bert? Yeah. But he's like, why'd you have to light me up? What are you, um, size 36 or 38? 36. Wow, nice. That's great. 36. I'm a, I'm, I'm, You've got a tiny ass. I got a tiny ass. I got really great legs, like really yeah. skinny legs. I have a belly, but I'm not, I'm never going to lose because I like drinking. But right now, I got to be honest with you, I did this podcast with... Uh, yeah, you look like you're in good shape, I'm actually. I'm great I shape. You look solid. I'm, I, today, I've gotten to this place where I... I've never did this lifting weights, <laughs> where my brain has flipped over and i think it's because i i'm starting to see like the 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 end of the the party you know like the end of life oh wow i'm starting to see that and i'm going well you got to get in shape for death you got to get in shape for like 
being Age a grandfather and being like you yeah. got to get in shape for that and i, I i've always run to, and, I, and running is something i can wrap my head around very easily but i just started lifting weights and i i i got this thing where it was like there's a motto that she, my trainer will say she'll go you can do anything for 20 seconds right and you're like yeah you can do anything for, you yeah. can do anything for 20 seconds yeah and i just love when you get to that place where not the first two so like today we were doing uh we were doing deadlifts clean press and then kettlebell swings right we were doing 10 on each side so 20 right. total right and it was just keep going mm -hmm. and i got to it's not the first the first one is where your brain goes oh this is gonna be a long one right and at five you're like fuck i'm home i'm, right. on, I'm only halfway there but at seven you start going you can do anything for 20 seconds and it's yeah. just 20 more seconds we did line. we did polar plunges the other day yeah this did you see it on my instagram no i did it we did three bags i four bags of ice in the in our real bathtub the bathtub we're putting in our bedroom we just took the top off of it it's right there and we just took the top of the box and filled it with ice and we had all the kids get in there we got in there we did three minutes in a polar plunge all the kids did it and it was that mind over matter of just doing breathing exercises yeah and it, i was like it it changed the way i've always done polar plunges but i can only do them for a minute i could never do more than a minute and man, we did three minutes. You proved it to yourself. My daughter did three. My fucking sixteen-year-old daughter did three minutes, and I was like, and so my brain has switched a little bit in like the way I'm seeing uh, working out. And I never, I, I remember, I remember saying meanest things. Like, if we're gonna talk about cancel culture, like I should definitely be canceled by weightlifters for the things I've said about lifting weights, right, on podcasts, right, I, and I regret them. I really, and then, like, so like, there's no attachment to this, right? Right. There's, this is a perfect example. There's no attachment to like, like if I if these were statements about either uh, someone of color or someone of sex, someone's sexuality, you'd go, he doesn't mean that, okay, right. right? But we can say this clearly because I I see the world differently now. I remember saying to Joe and Tom, the dumbest thing you can do in the world is lift weight. Literally, sure. literally, the dumbest people I know have good bodies. The dumbest people in the world yeah i said this to them on podcasts i've said this there's video of me saying this and i meant it i meant it like some people tweet racist shit they don't mean it they're just trying to be funny i actually fucking meant it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and now that i'm doing it i see a different side of the world and right. i go and i go i was wrong and i i mean that i really mean i was wrong right to ever criticize someone for enjoying lifting weights yeah. it really does a lot for your for your mentality and joe would tell me that and i would be like I would say to Tom, I've said to Joe, I think you're out of your fucking mind at times. Like you're crit, like, and now, and then he called me the other day and I'm in the middle of this mace fucking flow, this 25 minute mace flow. Yeah. I've heard him talk about this. Yeah. I meant it when I mocked it. I meant it. Mace flow is the most ridiculous looking thing you're ever going to see. What is it? What's mace flow? It's a fucking mace. Like, a, like you'd see in a, like you get like, maced. No, no. Like, uh, like you'd see in a med medieval like you ever seen the guy swing the the stick with the big ball on the oh, end? Oh shit, yeah. And I have these mace things that on it makes, and I fucking love them. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mocked them so much. <laughs> yeah. I commented on Aubrey's videos. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I am documented mocking this, and I love it now. Yeah. So like you people can change yeah. because <laughs> I'm doing these mace flows. I fucking love them. Yeah. And and but I never looked at physicality that way like i'd never when tom got hurt it fucked my brain up bad i've not you know i used to be a physical therapist and it was one of those things where when i saw that video you know with I have a doctorate degree in this i said 
I have no idea how he did that to his body. It's one of those things where it's like you hurt your, you blow your leg out, and then it's like, of course, you're not going to put your arm out now for to break the landing. You Great wouldn't do set in the arm. You wouldn't do that. Yes. But then when I saw that happen, it was one of those things where I, I, I uh, my physical therapy friend, you know, people that I went to school with, I'm still like in a, a group chat with them, and I texted them the video, and they were all like, "How? How? 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 I've never seen it. Never seen it. Never seen it." And I was just like, "Holy fucking shit!" I mean, that's going to be a long rehab. Yeah. But it was one of those things where, because that's the thing with injuries with me, I guess, because being a physical therapist, I don't look away. I look like, "How did that happen?" And I still couldn't figure out how it happened because it went so quick. But I think it was one of those things where it was like, hey, man, you get up from an injury like that, like Tom's personality has changed for life now. It, it has to. No, it, that, it, it that, is. That's a, that, that's a traumatic injury that when you, I would work with people at NYU, granted it was no brain stuff, thank God, but when you, when you're all, when you contort your body that way and you see it and you, that you, your mind changes now. Now, now you, you walk through life a little bit different. And I, and I mean, rightfully so. Clearly, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to like, uh, tag on to that but it changed me forever right like it it changed me forever yeah. i started really caring about like certain things i just didn't care about sure. like i like my knees i started lifting weights because i i was yeah. like i'm running so much and i remember joe being like aren't you worried about your knees and then oh, i remember the next day i'm on the treadmill and i'm like tom was just moving forward yeah like in his patella ruptured ruptured but then the arm is the big issue too arm was the fucking that's the big issue that that that's the one like if again in a situation who knows what the fuck we'd ever do but when you're falling don't ever use your arm to brace your fall like that because your elbow can't take it you have to just land on your back but that's a very that's easier said than done in the moment because things happen so quick i broke my elbow like that like tommy uh I, i had a collision at first base when i was playing ball and i put my arm out shattered the ham like the hammer a part of the that. humorous yeah of yeah. my elbow and had to yeah. wipe my ass with my other hand for three months for three was, months yeah but it was it contorted that way because no, that's the thing God. is sometimes like injuries aren't as bad but it's the it's the emotional component to oh, the his injury was no no, no his, yeah, his yeah, injury yeah. was very bad wow. but i'm saying sometimes like you know you can dislocate your shoulder and your arms hanging off but like we could pop it back in and you can go i thought but that's what it was broken bones when i reset it i thought it was just dislocated and i was like i'll just move this back to where it should be yeah yeah Dude. yeah it, I know, dude. It Wait, me you up. set his arm right yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, you didn't see it. I didn't see. I, I saw the. I didn't see you. Your set his reaction arm. to it was very interesting. Your reaction to that was really fucking interesting. That's something you felt right in your asshole immediately, right? That's what you see injury like that. For some reason, guys, you just feel right in your ass. Oh, it my, puckered. For me, it's my asshole, my nipples, right? <laughs> and I, I, uh, yeah. Shit. His man. response was so real. See, like I don't like. I don't like. Uh, I have I get anxiety about realness, right? So like uh you you ever, you ever see people start to yell like you ever heard someone yell um I lost my son. Johnny, you're at a, a, sure. a, a, you're, at a you're at a, like a park or something. Jason, Jason. That the uh, here's what's crazy is just the idea. I've talked about this before and I I never make it sense when I'm saying it. But the idea that that person went there so quickly always gives me anxiety sure that panic of watching someone go from you know sybil like we you know we're walking by hi how you doing to like i lost my son oh god he's dead help me like yeah it fucking freaks me out and tom's response when he fell was so real it fucked me up where he went call 911 call christina 
and I was like, like he knew he was, he, he knew, knew this he was knew a real deal. And then I was with him for the next, you know, 24 hours roughly of getting him right. into the, getting him to a, get, getting him into his house, getting him into a bed, getting him food, getting him comfortable, getting him a wheelchair, getting him a, right. a, a transport, getting him to the hospital, getting him to an orthopedic surgeon, getting him to a hospital, getting him to him, like all that shit. But why did you set his arm? You, why didn't the nine one one people? Did no, Tom no, no, want no, you to no. set? You you just got to see it. I, it just happened. I didn't know. I saw the injury, but I didn't see you set his arm. Yeah. Let me see you set his arm. Like Hang on. almost like afraid to, but like you also had to. too. If the camera got if if I get an erection, it's Close. not. It's just because I like injuries. It's not anything to do with this trying to be. I just it. I get blood flow to my dick when I. But I was a physical therapist, you know. I love this guy crying faces. Crime Faces is a funny guy when he just He's when he just goes over uh, when he just um yeah voices over <laughs> shit. I guess his his account got deleted. Crime? Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Um, let me see. I I know I got. Yeah, I uh, I didn't see you setting it, but that's that's brave to set it and do that. You kind of got to like know what you're doing. Did you just fucking wing it? No, I I just saw that it was hurt, and I knew that uh, something needed to be done. He put it back in a position that looks natural. It wasn't Oh, oh when you just came in. Okay, okay. But it was still, yeah, you couldn't set it, set it. I thought you meant like you you twisted and set it. I did, kind what? of. You got to see it. Let me see it. Yeah. Uh, let me, I'm trying to it's figure bad. out where, was that after Winston Churchill Day? Yeah. Is there a restaurant? Oh, here you go. Okay. Winston Churchill's a 10. So, 10 out of 10, Winston Churchill. This is Crime Faces doing it. <laughs> crime face is the best yeah so i just I didn't, so, okay so you just because what because he wound up breaking his his uh humorous, his humorous or, yeah yeah okay okay and so i just twisted it was back this way and i just twisted it forward like but like, it wasn't it didn't cause him any pain I, and then no uh what was I, the most pain from his arm or his knee did he say i don't know it was just an overall i think the knee was the biggest problem right because the arm was once they put his arm in surgery they were like you, you'll be using your arm pretty quickly Got it. right now he's trying to get his hand to work yeah, that's the had, thing with arm. When any time was the craziest thing when I was a physical therapist, you would learn like any type of hand arm injury, they can always fix that. The risk is this thing called adhesive capsulitis, frozen shoulder, where literally your brain thinks because you stopped using your hand that your arm got cut off. Your brain doesn't understand that. They're like, this guy's been using his arm for his whole life. Now he's not using his arm anymore because, you know, you're in pain, but you're thinking, oh, I don't need to. I'll use my arm when I feel better. But then your shoulder. Hey, Don, grab a, grab a bottle of red while yeah, you're over there. Yeah, one more red. But then your brain says, okay, the arm's gone, and it starts to send things to your shoulder, like uh, adhesive. Uh, we call it adhesive capsulitis because it starts to send, like, this scar tissue to your arm. Say, oh, we don't need it anymore. Let's protect it from so infection. I got frozen shoulder. Yeah. I got frozen shoulder when, when we were redoing our old house. I slept on it weird, and I, all of a sudden, I couldn't raise it over this. Really? And all of a sudden, yeah, and, and, but it went away. It went away really quickly. Oh, no. Uh, is there a twist off over there? No, no, no. There's a bottle opener in the far right top. Go for the Zen. Let's go for the Zenny Zen. And then there should be a wine opener top drawer. But um, but yeah, he that experiencing all that made me change the way. Not that I live my life, but just I was like, all of a sudden, I got very into wanting to. Uh, work out very hard, right? And so right now my workouts are are pretty yeah. fucking aggressive. It was pretty. a two thousand row, 
um, this morning to start it off. I do a 2,000 row. Right. I, first of all, I ran five miles in the morning at like eight in the morning. Treadmill or? Treadmill. I yeah. did, by the way, which is not good for your glutes. I don't know yeah. if you know this. No. And so uh, I, I came up, I was drunk one night and I realized Rogan always said, I really fucking owe Rogan an apology. All the shit I just didn't listen to him about. I just yeah. didn't listen to him. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people know him as Joe Rogan, you know? Yeah. But I just know him as, it sounds crazy, but I just know him as Joe as like the guy that was really fun to fucking party with. Right. That was it. Like, all the I don't listen to the, a lot of the weightlifting and yeah. I don't listen to a lot of the like learning podcasts right that he does I listen to like if there's like a Navy SEAL or right if there's like a hunter I listen to the hunting ones oddly enough um I don't listen to anything QAnon or any of that shit and I so I usually don't listen to the weightlifting I never listen to the weightlifting ones comics always comics um I remember him telling me treadmill running isn't real running and I was like what the fuck are you talking about it's fucking you're on a treadmill and he's like no it's not real running what happened was my glutes, and you'll you'll appreciate this with your background. My glutes and my hamstrings were super underdeveloped, despite the fact that I ran a thousand miles on a treadmill this year. Were mm. super underdeveloped, and what was and what was happening was my my quads and my calves were fucking on fire, right? Because all I was doing was catching myself. Got it. So I would catch my like I just go on a treadmill, and when I run, it's just me catching myself from falling, technically, right? Not pushing myself forward, right? Which is how you would should run, right? And so I go in to start training, and the, and the trainer's like, the, like the simplest thing, like stand on one foot, lock in your glute, and stand on one foot. And I couldn't do, I couldn't stand for like five seconds on one foot. I had no balance. Wow. She was like, "You have no glutes. You have no glutes, no hamstrings." Right. And then all of a sudden we start doing, you know, deadlifts and, and all stuff to build up your glutes and hamstrings. And I get on a treadmill and all of a sudden it's like, I have all these muscles in the back of my legs where I'm like, well, I'm fucking, now I'm doing sprints. Yeah. I was like, shit, man, your body is fucking fascinating. Fascinating. I would love, you know what I'd love is I'd love some sort of, first of all, I'd love someone to reinvent the toothbrush and the fork while they're at it. He's got a business coming out. What's it called? It's called Floss Guys. Floss Guys. He's, he's got a floss business coming out. It. Uh, first of all. You were talking to one of the biggest flossers in the business. I'm trying to make floss cool with a, with a, with a partner of mine. Nobody does it. We're going to do it. Walk me through it. So it's a, a floss guy. It's going to be an oral-based subscription company. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to use all natural, obviously, uh, bamboo toothbrushes. We're going to do all natural floss picks because we're trying to eliminate plastics. And then each subscription we sell, uh, a toothbrush gets sent to Central America because uh, we're doing research, and apparently it's one of the leading causes of suicide in Central America right now. It's mouth pain. Oh, Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mouth pain is beginning of quarantine. Beginning of quarantine, I had a root. I had a, a abscess tooth that had turned abscess, but it was a needed root canal. Oof. Yeah. I, I'm bad I, news. You just sat there. I just sat there, just going like, just get this to stop. Just make it stop. I bought so much Orgel, and I just fill my mouth with Orgel, and I just fall asleep for a second. I put ice cubes in my mouth, yeah, and then shove Orgel in my cheek and just fall asleep with it, and just. And then you just wake up searing fucking pain. pain. Mouth pain is a different type of pain, you know, yeah. and and health stems from your mouth. And so that's, you know, we yeah. just want to teach good. That's good right. Heart health is all about how clean your kid. mouth yeah. is. I'm, I'm a big time uh, water pick guy. Yeah. Like, I use water picks twice a day. Right. I love water picks. Yeah. I love. <laughs> what, like if you, I have my only fear is this. This is what's really fucking me up right now. I got one tooth in the back the one that was a problem tooth they put a crown on and i and christina pajinski or is a big tooth person too she's mm -hmm. a big flosser person yeah really big successful person. people the majority of successful people that i've run into floss unsuccessful yeah. people 
don't floss. Yeah. You don't floss? I don't floss. But I, I, I I'm have just, it there. I'm just, perfect ki- I'm just kidding. Teeth. He's got great teeth. He's got a good great mouth. Great teeth. Thank he's you. Got, he's, he's a genetic freak. Like, he's been directly exposed to COVID how many times? Didn't, didn't fucking get don't it. Don't fucking knock on wood too much. Knock, no, 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 no. Let me tell you something. I said to Dr. Drew, I go, I said to Dr. Drew, I go, you know, I'm going to outlive Tom. And he was like, no way. I said, yeah. No, I'm a genetic freak. Mm-hmm. Like, I can party all night tonight. tonight. I, get up in the, I get up in the fucking morning. Six in the morning, I woke up this morning. Get, get the kids out the door for school. Make lunches with Leanne. Leanne leads the charge. She feeds the dogs. Cup of coffee on the treadmill. Five miles over here. Fucking kettlebell swings. Dead press. Bench, all the shit. I do all of that for 55 minutes here. I go back. I take a nap. I'm a fucking regular person. Podcast party tonight. Got some lamb shanks I'm going to be grilling up. Like, I love that. I told Drew. I go, I'm a fucking genetic freak. I go, I'm going to outlive Tom. No questions asked. And I'm going to enjoy that funeral because everyone's going to go, it should have been Bert, right? <laughs> and I go, I just, I have Mickey Mantle gene. Two days later, Drew calls me and he goes, I, t- I tested COVID positive. You might want to get tested. I was like, and, and then he just goes real casually, looks like we'll be putting that Mickey Mantle gene to the test, huh? <laughs> I, I was like, never. I'm never saying that again. Yeah. I'm never saying but that again. But you were COVID negative. I didn't get it. Didn't get didn't it. Get yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Good for both of you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't take my. I said to Drew, and then I said to Drew, I go, I go, uh, uh, I think it's my blood type. I'm, I'm O positive, and he goes, I'm O positive, asshole. I go, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm super safe though. It may not look it to a lot of people, but I am very, very safe. Like, like I'm, even when you do the shows, it's always mass distance, no pictures I don't with do, the fans. I don't. I haven't done a show since. Like I, those drive-ins were just you. Just with no contact with anybody. Yeah, we were okay. in our own blub, bubble. We never saw anyone. Like we never, no contact. Let me ask you this. When you like have to go away to Serbia for three months and all that, you know, leave home, leave the family. Do you get like anxiety about that? Like, do you like, does it like emotionally? You're like, fuck, I'm going to miss everybody. I'm going to, I'm not going to see my home for three months. Like, cause can you deal with that? Like, how, how do you deal with that? Obviously you deal with that. Um, like, what do you think? I think, I think I, I'm so conditioned to, you know, I got, I, I remember pissing and moaning one time about it, about how hard my life was. I was gone for two weeks at a time, and then I did stand up, and then sometimes I'd be gone. I I would only see the girls like, you know, seven days out of the week. And I remember um, seven days guy, out of the month. Out of the month. Oh. Yeah, that seems different. seven days out of the week. I'm like, wow, that's like great. That? Yeah, yeah. Bert doesn't fuck these, around. Dude. These chicks at the wine place really—they yeah. have a wine podcast. It's really great. Yeah. And uh, I did it, and I ended up sobbing, crying at the end of it because <laughs> I got too drunk, and then I love I it. Told a story about how I got into stand up and fucking just anyway um and i remember some guys in the military my wife a mom in the military says you know my husband's deployed for like 18 months and then i remember running into dudes in the military going the, the way they said it was so cavalier he was like yeah man i got a family i was gone for like 12 months that's what we do i was like when he was like that's what we do like that's what, this is what you do that's what i do that's what we do and i remember a comic having me on his podcast and he shit on me because I was gone for so much and I had a family. Dude, shouldn't shouldn't you want to be with that family? And I remember I remember going, by the way, this guy, I'll tell you his name right now so that you know who it is. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, you're not a real comic. Like, yeah. This is what we do, man. This yeah. is like I said it back to him like I was in the military. I go, this is what we do. Yeah. And so I, I go, this is what we this is what I do. I, I mean, it's it, yeah. Yeah. There's I'm the fucking luckiest guy in the goddamn world to be right. having an opportunity to do something like that. And fuck yeah, I won't get depressed at all. I won't get depressed once. I'll miss them. I'm, I'm, I miss. I'll miss the fact that they're getting to move into a new house, and I won't be there for it. And that I'll come home, and it will already be lived in. It'll already be furnished, and I won't have any part of that. But I don't give a fuck, man. That's that, this is what I do. 
Right. Like this is that that's the trade off. Will they come out and see you maybe no. for a little bit? No, they, they were then, going to, and then I just thought, you know what? No. Don't like, they, just stay here and enjoy your life. Like, right. you just right. It's it's interesting. I remember, you know, I, I you hear the things you need to hear in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Greg Fitzsimmons once told me I felt bad because I, I am the dad that I don't care if I do stand up at night and I stay out till two. I get up at six with the girls. Yeah. I do it every morning. No, you seem like a great father, <laughs> um, no matter whatever. what. Um, but uh, always with your kids. Uh, I'm rough. I'm not the best dad at all. This fucking pandemic's taught me a lot about my parenting. But but that's a positive thing because you learn from it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah well, <clears throat> I had a great moment with my daughter Georgia last night. <clears throat> every night at dinner we do uh, uh, best uh, favorite part of the day. Worst part of the day. What are you grateful for today? That's awesome. And last night I said I'm grateful for Georgia, and everyone was like, "You never like dials. You never pick one kid over the other kid, right?" I just said I'm grateful that you allowed me to be a shitty person and fuck up and still love me. And I was like, "I a lot of kids would just give up on their dad." Yeah, and you could see her like, "Is he drunk? Like what? what, Like why? Where's this coming from?" And I was like, "Yeah, I I've not parented her well. I've micromanaged her. She quit the softball team." This is, by the way, this is just family gossip now. She could quit the softball team and it fucked me up. It really, really fucked me up. Right. Because I got one rule and it's don't quit anything. Don't ever fucking quit. You start a podcast, don't ever quit it. When people go, I'm starting a new podcast, they go, what happened to your other one? They go, I quit it. I go, wait, you're not, you're not allowed to quit anything. Yeah. Like, I said, my, when it comes to stand up, I remember Dimitri Martin said to me in the back of the fucking, what you call it, he was saying that Ray Romano and David Tell were friends and something. And he said, I, I guarantee you, Dimitri Martin does not remember this. He turned to me and he goes, I guess if we just don't quit doing stand-up, we'll be successful. Yeah. And I yeah. went, I can I can sign up for that. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you that I'm going to be talented yeah. or that I'm going to be the best comic in here. So just keep going. But I can guarantee you I will show up to this club every fucking night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I remember just going, so, okay. Yeah. If you promise that when you get successful, you'll help me. And if I get successful, I'll, and by the way, we've never helped each other once. But I was like, going to say he's never been on this podcast, but no, he's never, I, he doesn't. I don't think he knows I exist. Yeah. By the way, I did. I, 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 I feature. I feature. Like, that's yeah. where I'm at in my career. But like, I grind out. And so I go to like all the funny bones, all this, like all of those places all over the country. And everybody always speaks so highly of you whenever. And Colleen in Omaha. Oh, yeah. Well, loves you. Colleen. Colleen's the best. She really is the best. I mean, here's the other thing is like, uh, like there were a bunch of things that, that you, he- you hear when you need to hear. And like one of the first things I heard was David Tell told me, um, I can tell you real quick, they're not going to watch your set, but they will check and see how many drinks they sold at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't go in and be a fucking asshole. Right. Go in, do your set, yeah. have a good time and fucking leave. And if you're selling drinks, you'll come back next time. I heard that and I was like, I was like, I can't, I remember working with Daniel Tosh. Daniel Tosh is such a fucking better comedian than me. I mean, like, if we're being real, that guy fucking runs circles around me. I think we have different careers in, in different ways because of our things that make us good. Like, there are certain things that you're not going to get out of Tosh. Like, I don't think any, a lot of people are going to go, like, he was the funnest guy to be around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but... But I remember going like, oh, I can I can definitely sell drinks and I can also not be an asshole. Like I can just be the fun guy yeah. when I'm there because I, I like to have fun yeah. and I want everyone to have a good time. But yeah, that that there was it's amazing the things you hear. Greg Fitzsimmons once told me, um, he goes, uh, I said, Yeah, how do you do this with the kids? And he goes, I'm a stand-up comedian. If I get up with early with him, I go back to bed. I'm a comedian. This is what you know, like yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Like I, I it's you've put all your eggs in this basket. That's right. that's yeah, this is job. exactly what I, I do. It has to it's like it's like I want my I want my kids to have like a better life than I did. So there's a chance in a career like this where financially at least you can give them things like my kids can have a pool. I never had a pool, like all those things. And but what that requires is at times, you know, you have to be selective or whatever, but at times just being away from them. That's the nature of the business. It's the nature so of the business. You have to you have to do it. I know and your your kid will get your kids will get used to it and be like, so this is what it is. Mm -hmm. And and my, my kids are so fucking used to it. Like that, like to the point where they go. Like I, and, and it's different, you know, like I'm not doing spots in LA. Everyone's opening up outdoor venues and I'm not doing spots. And my daughter just goes, uh, Hey, uh, you know, things are kind of crazy in the world right now. It would be better if you just stayed at home with us until you leave. And I was like, okay, I can do yeah. that. And so if they speak up like that and they're, they feel comfortable doing that, they're like, yeah, I remember Georgia one time saying, uh, I don't like, I, I like when you, this, I don't know if this was subtle, but like, I like when you do stand up, but you're, you're awake in the morning for us. Got it. And I was like, I got, I was like, I got it. I yeah. understand what you mean. Yeah. Don't go eat edibles and fucking yeah. right. out until four in the morning and right. going chasing parties and then come home and be like yeah no i'm kind of here all right guys dad's going to bed yeah no no no. like but, you got to be there like that's what my girl says too she's like if you're going to be home and like not doing shows and not on the road then don't be on your phone you have to be present like be here with us because her whole thing is like at the end of your life what you're going to probably think about i would imagine on your deathbed is the time that you spent with your children and us not the funny bones Right, she's uh, like, I have a few funny bone thoughts. <laughs> I had one. I had one yesterday. I had one yesterday. I want to talk about a fucking? Gr I've been now. I, you got to remember, like, I'm a, I am a broken dude brain wise. Like, I don't whatever is going on with my brain is different, and so like I can get very morose. Good fucking word, dude. Like I can get very like I can find things where I go, shit. I can't really share this thought because I think it'll fuck up the timing of when I had this thought. So yesterday morning, uh, I, I I was trying to have sex with Leanne for like two days in a row, and it just wasn't happening. Couldn't get it up. No, 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 no. She, I just it was she no. had shit going on, and and like I like I, my approach was maybe a little sideways. Like I remember just I pulled my dick out one time. And I was just like, "What are you gonna do about this?" Yeah. And she was like, oh, "I'm out." And yeah. So, but yesterday morning, it's Sunday. Was it Sunday yesterday? Yeah. And uh, I've been sleeping with my top windows open up in our bedroom so I can hear the birds in the morning. Beautiful. And Leanne came in and she opens up the windows, opens up the blinds. So you hear, you feel fresh air. It's a beautiful Sunday yesterday. Feel fresh air. You hear the birds. It's early in the morning. And, and we just start hooking up immediately. And it, it just was uncalled. Like, and it was like the perfect time where you're not, you didn't try to work for it. So it just it showed just up. Natural. Happens, yeah. And we have great sex. And then I go, and I always have this thought when we have sex is i go i can't believe i still like this with her right like because there's so many girls that you just stopped like you stopped you're having like sex I'm, with them. I'm done with this chick yeah but i still liked it and i what's the longest you ever went without having sex with her but you've been home no i'm not talking oh, about with her been... yeah oh uh it's, it's never more than a week nice we have sex that's, every week that's beautiful we have sex once a week every week a lot um, of couples don't do that they'll go month no oh, sex. no 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 we have sex every week and so so but that's on hers like she she definitely is she definitely makes sure that she knows that like i'm kind of I, I just feel like we don't connect we don't connect and so she she takes one for the team a lot nice and yesterday was one of those times i think yeah and so we get done yeah, fucking we, 
we get done. Jerking off to condors. We're sideways on the bed. We're sideways on the bed. And I'm listening to the birds. Yeah. And I think to myself, this is perfect. Everything's perfect right now. Everything in my life is perfect right now. And I said, one day it won't be. One day I'll be on my deathbed and I'll be dying. This is why I just had an orgasm. Yeah. And I think one day I'll be on my deathbed. Because I think, I, I keep thinking, if I could time travel, I would time travel when I had orgasms to other times I had orgasms. Yeah. That would be fun, right? Yeah. Like if you had an <laughs> orgasm, then you went, nah. Like right when it started, you'd start time traveling. And then yeah. when it finished, you'd be inside another chick like, fuck. Yeah. Like to, like a time like 20 years ago. And you're like, oh, I'm back in college. Yeah. Shit, this is my bathroom at the Timbers. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I have an orgasm and I'm having this thought about time travel. And I think... One day I'm going to be on a deathbed and I'll be looking up at Leanne and I'll be dying and my daughter's going to be sad and I'll be, I go, I want to remember right now because nothing's better than right now. No. Like the birds are singing. It's winds blowing in. Sure. The kids are still asleep. I got a full day. I know what I'm doing. We're going to do polar plunge. We're all going to do a group workout and then we're going to go have food over at our friend's house. Like all this is lined up and I'm like, oh, this is the best time to be alive. Like I'm the happiest I've ever been right now. Sure. I just want to remember this Sure. On my deathbed. Yeah. And then I've had times where I had an orgasm. And she's like, and then I have this weird look. She goes, what are you thinking? And I go, one day, I go, you're the face I'm going to look at when I die. Like, I always think that. Like, Leanne's the face I'm going to look at when I die. Is this every, after every orgasm? You lately, it has think been. About lately, dying? lately, lately, lately. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes I wish, like, I, 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 there was a period where I was like, I don't know if I'm a comedian or if I'm just crazy. Like, what? where I go, I had thoughts. I remember one time they were setting up for uh, George who was it clinton and then george bush uh yeah they were setting up for george bush and i just was like and i was looking at everyone and i was like i wonder if there's people that are just have never known they would be really good in an assassination right. and, but if you put them in the scenario and go hey how would you go about it they'd be like oh i got this and then i was like oh that's the people they hire like all these people that they've spring hired are just it. like people are going here's where their brain's thinking you know yeah. Right. yeah just spring into it yeah i know man yeah i don't i don't think about I think about like well, you're still fun. What are you, 32? 36. You still got, and you just had kids. 32. You guys are at the beginning of life. Like, how old were you when you had your first child? 30. I don't know. 32. You were 32. 32 when I had Georgia. Oh, I remember. I remember it was like the greatest time of my life. I by I think I'm pretty romantic in that I think every time is the greatest time I've ever had in my life. But that's dope, dude, because you're always in the present. This podcast, this summer, is brought to you by Bird Dogs. These are the most versatile shorts I have, meaning I can put them on. I'm 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 jealous that I'm not going to be here until September because September's September's actually perfect. Isn't that when Labor Day is? I have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm in all of August. I'm in Macon, Georgia. All of September, I will be home. I will be healthy. First thing I'll do is I'll put on a pair of bird dogs and I'm going to go out, jump in the pool. No, I'll go out and work out. You can work out in them because they have these great uh, uh, liners inside them that kind of holds your junk together. Then you jump in the pool. Then you hang outside and get a little sun. Darken up, right? Feel good about yourself. Then you go out and throw some burgers on the grill. You're wearing the same shorts. By this time, they are completely dry. You're jumping back in the pool because you sweat over by the grill. Then you're going over and you're going to have a cigar by the fire pit, have a cold beer, and these be shorts make you feel skinny. Elastic waistband, right? They're amazing shorts. And I got the high-legged shorts. because so I'm working on my legs this summer because I can't work on my arms. I'm working on my legs. Those high, high-legged shorts are perfect. Bird Dogs stole Lululemon Lemons designers, and they're just doing it better. And Bird Dogs' new summer styles 
are all out on their website. Go to birddogs.com and enter the code BIRD, and they're going to throw in a free bird dog whistle tip football. That's the football you had when you were a kid. I don't know if you had that. It was like the must-have beach toy that you could throw those things like a mile, it felt like. That's birddogs.com and use the promo code BERT and boom, a free bird dogs whistle tip football with your pair of bird dogs. You're going to love their styles, by the way. I rock seersucker and American flag are my, are my back and forth. And I just, as soon as I wear one, I throw it in the sink or in the, in the tub, let them, let them sit for the night, wear the next ones the next day, flip, flop, flip, flop. That's my summer. Go to birddogs.com, promo code BERT and boom, free bird dog whistle tip football with your pair of bird dogs. You're not going to take them off, I promise. This podcast is brought to you by Blue Blocks. Let me tell you something. These are my go-to readers. Uh, I have three pairs. I have a clear pair for computer eye fatigue. Um, I get headaches sometimes. If I get on my phone too much I, or on my computer, I get headaches. And it kind of, um, it's like a digital eye strain. It makes me super tired by the end of the day. I'm like, almost like twitchy. Then I've got these amber lenses these sleep blue light blocking glasses and I'm, I'm telling you man these things are out of this world and then i've got these yellow lenses and isla stole my yellow lenses by the way we don't even have the same prescription leanne got my prescription it's super easy it's super easy leanne did all this for me she got my prescription got me all these before i went to serbia and now these are my old my go-to and what i love is they have the blue box on the side so you know they're more higher end than just typical readers that you get They've got blue light glasses during the day when you're working on screens. They've got the summer glow glasses during the day when you're working on screens under artificial light. And they've got the sleep glasses two to three hours before bed. They help create sleep hormones to aid with better sleep. They're made in an optic laboratory in Australia, not mass produced in Asia. They're stylish frames that have been featured in GGC, QC, and Vogue. Science-backed technology tested to ensure they work unlike other blue light glass companies and more expensive than other brands. But I'm telling you, that is a guarantee that they work. For me, that at least, I know that they're a little better than those those cheap, I don't want to say the name of them, but the ones you get at Rite Aid. And I, that's why I liked having these. I'm telling you right now, if you're in need of glasses, they come in prescription, non-prescription, reading options, glasses for every need, blue light to help with digital eye strain, so I'm going to help with low mood, migraines, and the sleep to improve your sleep. Blue Box also has other amazing products such as low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices, and 100% blackout sleep masks, all all backed by science. Blue Box ships worldwide in rapid time, easy returns and exchange. All Leanne did is she went to blueblocks.com slash Bert. She used our promo code. <laughs> Gangster ass wife I have. That's B-L-U blox.com slash BERT and use the promo code BERT to save 15% off. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, blueblocks.com slash BERT and use the code BERT at checkout to save 15% off. Yeah. I have a question because you you were making money when you had to, like, I'm broke as, like. Oh, I know that feeling. Like, did did you have a child when you were broke as, oh, or were you? the You want to know? You want to know so depressing? I'm so fucking yeah. <laughs> so depressing. So we have Georgia, Leanne. I'm featuring. I'm making 700 bucks a week, and I got to pay for flight and hotel. I just did Tampa. They're not even paying 100 dollars a set. Still. Okay. Same same. Same same. Same same. Yeah. Uh, if you're lucky, you get the condo. But if you're not working with a great headliner, you got to share the condo. And yeah. then you're working with a guy you don't respect, and you're like, 
I'm gonna fucking live with this guy and hear his ideas on comedy. And and uh, I, I, I have three weekends lined up. First one is with uh, David Tell. Next one's with Daniel Tosh. I fly home from working with Daniel Tosh. And he says, and, oh, no, and then Louis C.K. After I done with Louis C.K., Daniel Tosh texts me and he goes, hey, uh, you know any good poker games? And I go, by the way, it wasn't a text. I think we talked on the phone. Yeah. I don't think there was texting back then. Yeah. But I go, yeah, there's a poker game I know. Tuesday night, my buddy has a poker game. And he was like, cool is it cool if i come and i was like yeah so he goes i'll pick you up so he comes to my house he comes up to my house i have a kid tosh is also like 30 years old maybe he's 28 30 years old at he's time. younger than you young i'm sure he's got to be younger than me see how old daniel tosh is and um and i have a kid i'm living in an apartment tosh is making legit money right legit money he's not doing what he is he's making legit money and i invite him up i introduce him to leanne he's one of the funniest guys i fucking know i introduce him my daughter and you can see him just shake his head like i do not want to see your daughter right like, and, and by the way that's daniel tosh i don't want to see your kid right and i was like come on just kidding no i don't fucking want to see what are you gonna turn into this guy that can't appreciate a good fucking baby rape joke now <laughs> and you're like no i can still get that <laughs> so then i say to leanne hey babe i need a hundred dollars and she goes we don't have it and i said no i well i'm just gonna go play poker she goes yeah we don't have it i said no i'm, I'm not gonna lose it i will win money tonight the first top eight make money. I'm, I need a hundred bucks. And she goes, we don't have it. And I said, just give me a, I know it's not here. Give me a, a, a bank card so I can get a hundred dollars. And she looks at me in front of Daniel Tosh and goes, honey, we don't have $100 in our bank account. And I'm like, for real? She goes, yeah, we don't have any money. And Daniel goes, I am so uncomfortable right now. I'll pay you a hundred dollars to make this stop. <laughs> <laughs> He's forty five. He's a couple of years younger than me. Yeah, and so and so I went. And I then got, you had, but see, that's the thing because Don, you ask a lot of times. I'll I'll hear people say, and whatever to each their own. Whatever anybody wants to do, but they're like, oh, I don't. It's not the right time for me to have a kid. I don't have the money. I don't have this. That's what I said. When you have a child, yeah, just have it. When you have a child, the universe. I don't know what happens, the but universe the, lines the up. The universe just starts to be like, hey, listen, if you're going to be a father and do this, you're then you just start to find a way to get the money, or you find a way to make your your kid's life and your life livable or find your way to make your life livable for your children. So like, you know, like Bert, like you didn't have a hundred dollars then, but then as life went on, you started to get more money. You said, and I remember, I remember distinctly, <clears throat> I, when I was pregnant with Georgia, I was in the hole, like fucking 16 grand or something. So I didn't know that I didn't save up to pay taxes or whatever it was. I don't remember exactly what it was, but my manager told my business manager told me I owed money. I was freaked out. I call my dad and my dad's like, this is what it's, this is being a man. This is yeah. what it's like being a man. Yeah. It's, it's an, it's an initiation. I'm not saying that women don't go through this. They're single moms who go through this. And I, I wish that this wasn't the conversation I have. I'm just telling you the conversation I have with my dad is this is what it's like to be a man. This is what men do. Now you're going to be humble and you're going to reach out to people and say, I'll do whatever I can to make some money. You may get a job at fucking Home Depot and you may, and, and that will turn you into the man you're going to be. And I, I remember being like, fuck, I call Frosty. I was like, I need money. And he was like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I remember Frosty very candidly told me one time, he was like, you know, I, I listen, I just got to be clear with you. For the exact same amount of work I would do to get you a job featuring, I could do that for Dane Cook and make $1 million. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that makes sense. And he goes, sense. so he's like, so no, you just so you know, I'm going to make $70 off your weekend. Right. And that's not, a, it's not maybe worth my time, 
but I'll do that and I'll get you work. Frosty worked me fucking up and down the bullet. Like I worked, yeah. I worked every fucking, I worked every fucking week. I worked every week. I've worked, I, I, this pandemic is the first break I've had in my entire career. Right. I've never spent more than two weeks at home. Right. Two weeks at home? Are you out of your fucking, who the fuck spends two weeks at home? Right. Like this, I, I'm, I'm a comic. Right. And I, by the way, I don't feel alive if I'm not, I texted with Shane Gillis the other day. Sure. And, uh, and I texted him. We were talking, gossiping about something. He goes, by the way, you caught me at the best time. I'm at a flight just got delayed and I'm at a Friday's in an airport having cold beers. And I wrote, I had, I got nostalgic. I went. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, and That's we, beautiful. Both, we both at the exact time, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what we said. Fucking Joey Diaz. Um, Shout out Joey Diaz. Back home, New Jersey. We both, we both wrote at the exact same time. Is there a better feeling? We both wrote, is there a better feeling at the exact <laughs> same beautiful. time? Beautiful. At the exact same time. As a comic, there's a not every comic gets it. You know, most comics, some like Nikki Glazer doesn't, well, wouldn't, wouldn't get the joy of being delayed and the bar just, I mean, there's like, there's so many comic drinking airport moments for me. Yeah. You're at the airport and and they open the bar at 7.30 in the morning and you're like, my flight, we board at eight. And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, and so you have one. like one cold beer and you're like, I'll get one on the plane. And then they're like, we've been delayed by 45 minutes. And you're like, huh, now we get to get some bacon. Okay. <laughs> fuck. Dude, it's beautiful. I know, man. Yeah, I, I, uh, I drink, but I mean, I don't fucking like... I don't drink drink like that, but I don't know, man. It's like your your school, your guys did that a lot. My my class, Shane does, and a lot of comedians do. But it's not. I don't know, man. I don't. It's just you came up in a different comedy world than me, and yours yeah. sounds way more fun. I straddled both too. Yeah. So like I straddled it. So like I got the Stanhopes in my yeah. corner, the Rogans, the like Rogan was Rogan was always a little more health conscious, but he parties a lot. You know, for for a guy that is is who he is sure but like the stanhopes that that generation was like the hedbergs the attells the geraldos yeah that were like my heroes because i i naturally lean towards that lifestyle and then you had guys like segura who like maybe like his his idea of a great weekend is like some cake after a show yeah that like sounds a, like a, i a like steak. that steak he likes to have a nice dinner yeah i grew up watching because I worked at the club from the time I was 12 years old, 13 years old. Yeah. I grew up watching you guys come in every oh. single weekend. I started in the parking lot. I went to the door. I worked behind the bar. I did, did the stories and just seeing you guys. And I never wanted to do it. I never wanted to be you guys. I really? never, ever. No, because everybody slept on my fucking couch <laughs> in the basement. Everybody slept on the couch. Would you know they'd be in between runs and would like legitimately. I remember like knocks on the door at like three, four a.m. My dad would let them in. They go to the basement, sleep on the couch for a day or two, and then just take off and head to the next town. Like that was it's, it was. But you know, there's a book that Sam Talent wrote. Have you read it? No, I haven't. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's called Running the Light. Okay, and it's not. And here's what. When you talk about like a nostalgia for it, I go, not every comic's going to get it. Like a lot of comics don't have that life. Yeah. You know, that life of like, 
I'm gonna rent a car. I'm gonna. I, I, so like we used to piece runs together. When you're broke, you'd be like, all right, I'm gonna do. I got a one nighter here. I got another one nighter here. I got, and then I can do the weekend there. And so you'd kind of piece it together, and you'd stay at hotels. And maybe you'd take Adderall or something like similar to that to like get some speed to like get through the drive or whatever. I remember doing that, but not everyone's gonna get that. Not everyone did that. A lot of you guys got lucky in podcasting in that yeah, you I didn't would, have I, to do those shit runs. Yeah, yeah, or like, you know, yeah, I would just, like, when you say an hour, I'm like, I would just get a Dunkin' Donuts coffee and do it. But oh. you're like, I would do drugs. I'm like, I would probably get a fucking macchiato. No, my dad my dad got this uh, prescription yeah. to speed. Oh, great. That was, there, there's two Fens and Fen-Fen. Fen-Fen was a drug that they used to prescribe. It was part mood stabilizer or whatever, and then part amphetamine. The second one was the amphetamine. My dad got a prescription of that amphetamine. And he was like, buddy, it helps with weight loss. And I was like, really? Yeah. And I took one too. You did not. You'd eat a grape and you'd skin it too. Wow. With your <laughs> fucking teeth. Just, yeah. Yeah. And so I remember do I remember having like a handful of those. When you had to drive to San Francisco, and San Francisco was the run I always did. San Francisco, Sacramento. That run was like, it's a fucking five and a half hour drive. Mm-hmm. But if you did it on speed, easy. Beautiful. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun, fun. It was it was like fucking jamming out to music. You didn't stop to get fucking a Carl's Jr. five dollar burger. Yeah. You just thought, and then you got there skinny, and then you get on stage and you would fire at an audience. Yeah, just and, you, and, there, and there were shit shows. So you'd be like in an amphitheater. Now it's now I look at it and I go, oh no, I was a shit comic. Yeah. But you do an amphitheater and walk out with the American flag. The place would go fucking nuts. Oh, oh it's god, fucking greatest. Now you'd be a terrorist if you came out with the American yeah. flag. And I, I. I guess because I grew up in that time, I still I have a uh, there's a lot of reverence around whatever you like you guys did and the guys before that. I love oh, it. I, I look love at being on I the look road, at man. see I look at it like I look at it now like where are you going? Like I look at you guys going like what are you doing? Because I, I this is how I feel. By the way, I'm a little bit buzzed. So if this comes beautiful, up, I if this comes off, I have off, to nice. fucking piss so bad. Go by the way. I pee. Go piss. Go piss. I, I go piss at a couple. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. But like I look at like I look at like. uh I'll, I'll wait till you come back till I have this like soliloquy of uh but I'll 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 just go ahead and tell you man I I love being on the I don't I love that shit I, I love just, it I love it and I miss it I miss it is a hard way to say it I don't miss I'll tell you what I don't miss I don't miss going to the airport I don't miss checking my phone the day of the day before and see if I got upgraded to be out to dinner with my wife. I still looking, do that, dude. And looking and see, go, did I get fucking upgraded? I didn't get fucking upgraded yet. And then my wife going, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. I'm waiting on an upgrade. Like, and, and that, I, I remember that. the point when my wife's like, just get the first class ticket. I'd rather have you here and be than looking at your phone or calling American Airlines all night trying to get an upgrade for first class. Mm-hmm. I was like, it just makes my life so much easier to fly first class. Cause you're flying every fucking week. So I'm I'm still at the point because I'm featuring where I have to string like two three weeks together, like you said. Yeah. So like I'll usually try and put a week in Atlanta together, and then like a Tampa or I'm about to do Atlanta Birmingham. Like I, I piece two weeks. Yeah, Stardom and Bruce. I love Stardom's him. great. Bruce Bruce is the greatest. Stardom's a great fucking club. I gotta They're give the- him a shout out. During this whole pandemic, we did a lot of clubs. We did well, not, not a lot, but we did a handful of clubs. That club was done right. Yeah, he did it right. Yeah. He, they followed the rules. To the point where I said to them, I did not expect you guys to be following the room. Not him, but the audience members. They had They're masks great. on They're and they great. were socially distant. I was like, shut the fuck up. This is, this is Alabama. Yeah. No. They're, yeah, they're... Stardom's great, 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 great group of people that run that club and a great club. I love Bruce and his wife. They're so sweet. 
And they take me out to dinner because they know I'm broke as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, I, I don't miss, there's certain things I don't miss, like, um, when you talk about, like, you know, the, the fucking... Size Splitter's got a new condo, by the way. So I'm very excited about that. I've never done Size I told Bobby Jewell, he, he was so kind to me and that he'd always throw me an offer that the improv had to match. So I always got paid more money than I deserved. And Bobby Jewell was just jacking up the price. I talked to him. I worked when Bobby Kelly was there. I went up over and hung out. And I, I think I was there too, maybe. Maybe I have done Size but I have yeah. done Size Splitter's. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I Bobby Jewell was a solid fucking dude. Uh, he still is I'm, but he still he's is. he's not owning the club though he doesn't own it bt bt and his wife bought the club though really? the guy that used to manage it took yeah. it over it's beautiful it's run great it's like, killing it man i'm glad to see crushing. i'm glad to see carolwood representing because i yeah. grew up in that side of town did you really yeah yeah and so i remember hearing about side splitters i i definitely have worked at side splitters by the way i definitely have when i first i first guessed that i did in tampa was with jimmy Ding, jimmy jimmy what's say jimmy who, tingles who'd you come up with by the way i came up with um, it's kind of a weird group, but like Dimitri and Martin and I started on the same night and then uh, like Ed Helms in, Flo would you start in Florida? No, I started in uh, New York. You did. I did one show in Tallahassee, um, at this place called, uh, pot bellies. Okay. I did a show in Tallahassee and then I got offered my own morning show doing, uh, on radio in Tallahassee. And I just like, ah, fuck it. I'll move to New York, moved to New York, did first show did the Boston Comedy Club with Demetri Martin, Dave, uh, David J. Nash, and uh, and uh, this guy Allen, this other these other two dudes who were cousins, um, but then and then Ed Helm started doing that club, mm -hmm. and uh, and then I started working the door at the Boston. Did Kenny Rogerson come up with you, or was he before you? I think he was before me. Was he before you? Oh. Yeah, I yeah. think so. There's there's a lot of guys. By the way, I came up in the time where it was like New York la and like no one knew the road and all of a sudden the road kind of infiltrated okay and then all of a sudden everyone knew the road yeah and you knew guys like uh like tommy jonathan was the first guy to start really like blowing up dudes on the road for me where you're like shut the fuck up but yeah road guys there was a period where like tosh was what like a big he knew the road guys yeah. and and they were like fucking murderers they and then you do the club so much you only know these road guys and you come there and you're like dude I remember being people being like, oh, I'm a fucking great comic. And I was like, Tommy Jonagan will blow your fucking doors off. Yeah. Tommy Jonagan's awesome. There's two rows. I don't think he does stand up anymore. No, what is he just right? Like, just writes on sitcoms. Right shows. Yeah. yeah, he would kill in a fucking sweater. I always thought yeah. that was awesome. There's, guys, yeah. Yeah. No, there's two guys. There's two road guys that still let me feature for them. John again? No, no, no. Uh, Dale Jones and Stuart Huff. Have you heard of either of those guys? I don't think so. Murderers. So Southern murderers, right? Murder. Southern right. murderers. Right. Murderers. Right, right, right. That's the other thing is that you don't like road chops are different than LA chops. Like, <laughs> And 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 I I don't mean that disrespectfully to them, but like I remember seeing dudes from the road come to L.A. or New York, and they'd be like, uh, they'd tell roads jokes that clearly were meant for Tampa, and they'd be like, <laughs> and you're like, go to the improv and just hear crickets, and they'd freak out. Yeah, and they and they go to the cellar and try that, and like, ah, and you're like, no, no one talks about, yeah, our local, but like. You're talking about the New York Yankees right now. Yeah. yeah Not yeah. the Devil Rays, the Yankees. Yankees like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, I remember watching that just fucking bomb. The thing I was saying earlier was, yeah, the you guys, you guys, like, I feel like, I feel like I had a moment where I, I did my own thing. I mm -hmm. did my own business model and I figured out a way that it worked for me. 
Right. But I only did that because I was watching people. Yeah. Like I, I was watching guys like Casey Neistat and this guy, Mr. Ben Brown, this guy, Fun for Louie, and these these guys that they were just like YouTube guys. I was watching them okay. and I just saw what was working in Rogan doing podcasts. And I was like, okay, so time to step up your game. Like, let's, let's, yeah. let's pivot. Now I look at you guys like Schultz, you, Tim, Giannis, uh, Mark Norman, Joe Litt, like all you guys are killing yeah. it. And I go, it's funny, man. I'm certain there are guys my age that are like, fuck those guys, man. Fuck those guys. I look at you guys going like, all right. Like I saw you on uh, uh, Logan Paul's podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the I, impulsive show. I was like, I want to do fucking Logan Paul. He's great. Anyway, I would never have thought that. Like in my head, I was like, I was like, I, I like the show, but it's not. I like the show because of the ball busting that goes on. Yeah. I've never seen a comic on it other than Tim Dillon. Yeah, but Tim, Tim and Schultz Tim did, did an anomaly. Anomaly. I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know Schultz had done Schultz it. Schultz did it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you on it. and I was like, dude, that yeah. they look like fucking fun. Yeah, guys. dude. We had a great time with them, and then and then it's like you know, Logan Paul is like such a just nice, kind guy, and like the thing is, like a guy like a Logan Paul, he he's so big in the in the. Did you get a big bump from that? Yeah, and yeah. the career now, and then just like he's just like a guy where he's like, hey, if he's like. Hey, why don't you just come over and like do a video with me? It's like that can change your whole career, you know? But yeah. Logan Paul doesn't doesn't even you don't even think about that with him. He's just such a nice guy where you're I'm, just like, oh, I would do this guy's show again in a heartbeat. Like I'm taking a look. I'm taking a look. I genuinely look like Logan Paul. What are you I, looking I, at? By the way, I'm looking at your bump you got from doing Logan Paul. Oh, I don't I don't know what exactly it was. Uh, Chris, yeah. how do you spell the Stefano? D-I-S-T-E-F-A-N-O. Yeah. D I S T E F A N O. But I've been doing every, I've been doing Logan Paul's and King and Sting You've and been crashing it, dude. So many pods. Ooh, big bump. I don't, yeah, I don't know what. Big How do bump. you know? I I just I, I go on Google Trends. Really? Big Google Trends guy. Yeah. Nice. I don't even know to do that. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. yeah. Big bump from Logan Paul. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um. No, I I I those Paul kids fascinate me. I mean, dude, they like you know. I mean, Logan's fighting fucking Floyd Mayweather. Wait. Wait, whose podcast do you go on? Oh, Logan's? Logan Paul's. Wait, who's the one fighting Jake. Ben Askren? Jake. Jake Paul. But Logan did Paul's see, allegedly going to fight. the face off, by the way? No. You didn't see Ben Askren palm his face. No, I did and not. And then Jake just gave him a slap on the side. Who's going to win the fight? Askren's going to fuck. You think? Watch the clip and tell me different. Uh, ben Askren is, uh, I don't know. Look, I, here's the weird thing is that I don't, like, I don't really care about boxing per se right like i like watching boxing yeah. I, I like mma probably more but i like watching boxing but what i'm what the business i'm in is promotion because yeah. that's i guess i'll take it yeah i'm looking at this fucking kid they, jake paul so going great. going hey man the kid can promote <laughs> by, the way, by the way let's let's be real kid moves moves tickets i actually thought to myself because there's times I, like um i don't know when this is airing but i'm i'm spending uh like $15,000 buying Tom a jet ski for his birthday. Sure. Aww. Because fuck it. Because he bought me a birthday present and we are buying better birthday presents and you got to spend more than That's the next so guy. Nice. And so I went, he's moving to Austin. He's getting a lake house. By the way, bleep out the price tag on that. But when is he moving to Austin? He's moving to Austin in May. So I'm buying oh, wow. him a Congrats. fucking brand new jet ski so nice. for him and his boys to ride on. So yeah. when he gets there, he gets to go take his boys out on the lake. So we're not going to buy a boat right away. You know, they're right. not fucking expensive. Right. But we'll have something there for him and his family. I just, here's the deal. Leanne's fucking livid, livid. What You would never spend $15,000 on me. Why would you spend that on Tom? And I went, this is the business we're in. Yeah. It's like, go, honey, 
I'm going to spend that, right? Tom's going to go on that jet ski. For the next five years, if he ever does a video on that jet ski, all anyone's going to think of when they see that jet ski is me. This is this is business. Yeah, this is business. Yeah, I'm buying myself the jet ski. I'm buying. Yeah, this is. I go. This has got to be a, an emotional write off. This is a fucking write off in the business we're in. You look at that kid, Jake Paul, and you go, that kid. I almost wonder if, if his fucking silly brain didn't lay in bed and going, what can I do? I'm done making uh, prank videos. What can I do? Because I still want to make content. Yeah, that is interesting to me. And he's like, I'd always like to be a boxer. And then he goes, fuck it. Like I ran the LA marathon and I no training at all. Party the night before in a Jake Paul kind of way where I was like, fuck it. It'll be good for my business. Yeah. And I was like, trains. He works. Dude, he works his ass off. By the way, he's not a bad fucking boxer at all. No, no. He's not a bad boxer. No, he's a good boxer. So is Logan Paul. I watched Logan Paul hit the bag. I was like, oh, Logan Paul also boxes. Yeah, he could fight. He, He sold out the Staples Center. He fought. Um, KS1? Yeah, yes. I, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Did he lose that fight? No, I think he won. Dude, I don't know. Matter. It doesn't know, matter. No lose, one, who cares? cares? No one knows. Yeah, he fucking it's sold almost, out the It's side. actually got to be honest with you. It's win-win for this kid because you look at it and you go, okay, for 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 Conor McGregor, who's in the same business of promotion, mm-hmm. it's win-lose. Right. If he loses, then all of a sudden his brand goes down. Jake Paul, his brand just goes up. Right. No I go, matter what. I'm in my head, I'm like, what's next? Right. Like, why not go to professional wrestling? Yeah. What like, you're already doing it better than anyone in the game. Dude, if right. Logan Paul has, a, like, a legitimate chance, if he wanted to, he could potentially be voted in as president. Like, that's a legitimate chance of these things can, happening. Can we not push that? I'm just saying it's like a legitimate chance. Like that's why not? That's what it's, the business is. How many eyeballs can I get on myself? Is that the whoop, by the way? <sighs> yeah. I got it. I got it. And then I fucking lost it. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I think my daughter, I genuinely think my daughter flushed it down the toilet the first day I had it. Because I was just like, why? Where is this thing? But I got to no. get one. Oh, they're fucking amazing. Yeah, those, I saw that interview and I was really fascinated at like, like the, I, I really enjoy the, I like the kid, Logan Paul. He's great. Yeah. But the kids he has with him are funny as fuck. Yeah, they're too. good kids too. George. And it's like, and it's the yeah, same thing Mike. as what we're doing here. Another little. Yeah, little. I'm, I'm here. When is this going to happen again? Yeah. I'm going to. I know. And I got to fucking go soon. I'm like, my, you. My, Where you go? my family's waiting for me to have dinner. We're talking. They, I don't know. She, when I was in the bathroom doing a pee pee, she was like, hey, dinner's, are you told me you're coming home soon. So dinner's almost ready. All right, we'll wrap this up. Leanne oh. just texted me. She's like, before you leave, I need to talk to you. I was like, well, what happened? I have no idea. Uh oh. Yeah, I, I see. I'll tell you what, I took all notifications off my phone. Really? Yeah, all notifications off my phone. So I don't get, so if I want to see what texts I get, I can look at them. Right. But I don't get l- alerted for texts or so emails. So there's texts you don't, you, you don't, may never check them. I have probably, I'm, I'm sure you can read how many texts, unread texts you have. Oh, you can't anymore. It's got to be less stressful, I'm sure. Uh, well, what was happening was I was caring about when, if I texted someone, did they text back? And I was looking and it just, it took, took all that fucking off. Like I didn't have to worry well, about Well, I didn't it. realize too, and I'm starting to realize that, and I still am a victim of it. I mean, you know, we're all imperfect, whatever I was trying, but like how much even just reading like a negative text or a negative tweet, even if I'm like, ah. It bought, it gets in, it gets into your mind and your body it and it starts to, in. it starts to pick at you where if you just look at the positive shit, it's like, sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm on the fence about like being informed. I'm like, okay, I got to be informed about the shit in my neighborhood. But like, why do I have to know what's happening in fucking Australia? Like, do I need to know that dude? Like, like it used to be, you just knew what was happening in your village. It's like, I know what's going on in my village. Why do I have to now lose sleep over shit that's going on in Cambodia? I mean, shout out to Cambodians, good people, but it's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, what? what? I live in fucking Brooklyn, New York. I woke up today. Everything was good. 
But you go on social media, it's like, now I'm sad because of this happening 10,000 miles away that will never impact my life. So I'm on the fence about being okay. informed. So then, I'll, so then I'll, I'll, I'll pose this argument. I know your daughter probably hates what no, I just no, said. No, no, I said to Leanne today, I go, who the fuck did they find to be on a jury for the George Floyd trial? Right. Like what person, I don't know if I trust a person who hasn't heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Someone was like, wait, what, there was a big riots? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, shut up. Wait, COVID, I got to wear a mask? Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I literally was like. Oh God! Sorry, just answer it. Answer no, it. I don't know what. But why is it ringing? I have it on no ring. I, I have the thing down. No, clearly perjury. Immediately, oh, like what's well, kind of. I don't know. I mean, first of all, it's, I can't imagine if you're a person of color that you have not. Let me just rephrase that. If you're a black person, and you haven't heard of George Floyd. You might might want to update your fucking your your fucking cellular plan. Yeah, <laughs> like what? <laughs> to the see what's fuck? going on. No, dude. Well, that's why being- my sister real quick goes Mormons. It's a jury, jury full of Mormons and Quakers. Yeah. yeah. Yo, I mean, yeah, it's, it ha- I don't know. I, I Everybody's heard of it and something like that. But that's where the thing is, where it's like something like that, like jury of the peers. It's like yeah, the jury pool has to be tainted. It's like there. I don't know. I don't know what other thing there is to do. Like in a thing like that, do you not have a jury of your peers? Do you just have a judge do it? I don't know. I don't know and what then, the right then, answer like, is. And, and, and then how much does, I mean, you, I mean, I, I feel like I've got all the information I need to make a, a decision about that. Sure. Like I saw the video. You've seen the video. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like what other argument are you going to do than just going, hey, just watch this. What do you think happened? Like, yeah, that's probably what the prosecution will. I mean, that's, that's probably a strong thing where they're just like, look at the video. I mean, it's fucking insane when you go like, but when you go, I don't know if I should be informed. Like, I start reading things, and I go, maybe I shouldn't know about this. Like, I, I saw this thing on QAnon. I didn't know what QAnon is. I'd, I'd heard of QAnon, but I never didn't know what it was. Right. 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 I, and and then there's this thing on uh, HBO. On HBO, yeah. Out. And I yeah. start watching it going, yeah, what the fuck is QAnon? Like, I knew who Anonymous was. Like, Anonymous was a fan of Rogan. And so Anonymous, uh, one time, this is what I feel bad because I'm friends with this guy. But from what I understand, and this is all fucking third party. This guy fucked with Red Man and Rogan. He kind of, he, he's a good guy, but he made up some stories and Anonymous hacked into his email and stole his email and stole his Twitter and stole everything and then posted, hey, you've been stolen and you'll get it all back as soon as you apologize. You have to make a public apology because you lied. And that was, and I remember hearing this and I was like, shut the fuck up. I was like, that's a, per- that's a person? They're like, well, it's a collective of people with their fans. And I was like, those are the people you want on your side, right? Yeah. So I knew who Anonymous yeah. was. Yeah. And, and then Anonymous was always like, call out the fucking evil shit dicks. Right. And then, um, and then I didn't did know what QAnon was. I'd heard of, but I didn't know what Q was or anything. So I start watching this thing. And then I go, ah, maybe it's good I never heard of them. Because I'm certain there would be parts of my brain that would be like, that makes sense. You right. Know? We're, and because I'm not the brightest guy in the fucking world, so maybe if you realize, maybe you should take a, a test where they you you take an IQ test and then you go to check out information, and the internet goes, "I'm so sorry, you registered under this intelligence level. You're not allowed to look at this information." <laughs> I wish I wish that were the case. Like they're right. like, you don't need to know. Anything I wish about, that were the yeah. case. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know a lot about QAnon either. It sounds interesting. You know, I'm, it sounds 
fascinating. It sounds fascinating. I mean, That's the thing. It's some of the things I'm like, I'd rather listen to them, whatever is the truth or not. But I mean, if you want to, pr- if you can prove to me that certain senators are actual lizards, I want to, dude, I want to hang out with talk you guys. about the best writers, period. QAnon. Oh, my God. I'll, you know what? I'll join. I'll join. And I'll, I'll join. join. I'm so fascinated by this that I go, like, I feel like I dodged a bullet because right. I go, I could have been storming the Capitol because I would have right. li- I would have listened to QAnon. And then you see in this documentary, did you watch this documentary? They show one of the guys that's a big QAnon fan, mm-hmm. and he's from, like, fucking Rhode Island. He's balding in the worst way possible. Ugh. Like, he's got all his hair, but he's got a bald spot in the center, Ugh. and he's clearly he's at this bar called duffy's and he's just he's doing he's like dude cues up cues q posted today he called out the george kavanaugh fucking trial and you're like oh my god man you are like you are the guy that they should go oh you're not allowed this information you're not that intelligent here's the good news here's but as far as comedy goes QAnon members will laugh at your jokes though QAnon, at least they're not going to cancel you for a wrong joke. Yeah, yeah. They'll, would, at least they'll laugh. I'd rather have a fucking audience full of QAnon members than fucking Antifa. I'd rather, oh, not even close, dude. I'd much <laughs> oh, rather perform for QAnon than Antifa. I would much rather a QAnon tour. Dude, I'd rather perform for the fucking 1943 Nazis than Antifa. <laughs> I'd rather perform for Hitler himself than fucking Antifa. <laughs> Hitler would have loved you. No, <laughs> I, no, I think he would. The thing is, I think... From the front, maybe like, oh, this is a prototype. This is an Uber match. But then when Hitler sees, would have loved Schultz. That's when he the sees truth. my ass, yeah. When he sees he my ass and Schultz, he'd be like, "These kids got it." Yeah. Once, once Hitler saw me putting on my psoriasis cream, he'd be like, "No, no, 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 no." He gets shot. Hitler would have been like, "Is he a Jew or not? I don't know. The name yeah. is tricky. He looks like German, but he thinks and acts like Jew." <laughs> not a big fan of the one he does with the Charlemagne guy, but <laughs> yeah. I like and the flagrant too. The other guy, the the spreader guy, I don't like him. But the Schultz guy, man, he's got it dialed on. The yeah. whole bit about fat chicks as models. Come on, man. Yeah, best Hitler accent of all time. That was, uh, fucking Hitler. Who the hell was that Hitler when he was in Argentina? I don't know why the guy moves to Miami, but I mean, I see him boxing. You know, boxing, fucking. It is so difficult for me to watch Schultz in Miami. It is so difficult. Why? Because I lived in Florida and I oh, know yeah. Florida and that's my home. Yeah. So it's like watching someone fuck your chick. Yeah. But oh. not do it cro- properly. Right. Because like he, because he's not like he's not like Florida. So like there's certain things he does that are like vacation or Florida. Right. Where I go, oh. don't I do go, that. Stop. No, but no, but but it, I enjoy it. Like me and a bunch of Florida comics will text and be like, hey. Schultz uh, chartered another boat. <laughs> we <laughs> fucking cackle because, okay. like, yeah, because you never, you never chartered. It's like a New a Yorker boat. going to Times Square or something like that. It's like a no. It's you know, it's like it's like a New Yorker. Like, yeah, I probably that's exactly what it's like. He's coming back though. He's going back to New York, I believe. Is he? I think so. Yeah. I think. By the way, this is that little shakeup of him going to Miami made things interesting. Oh yeah. The same thing we talk about Logan Paul. Hell yeah. We go or Jake Paul. You go. That's for the business. Move down to Miami. If you break even. For the whole fucking time you're down there, you're still way ahead. That's why, That's why you know, not the same thing at all in Miami, but when I took this uh, True TV show, I was like, you know what? It's three months. It's in Los Angeles. I'll get a scene change. I bring my family with me. I get to yeah. do the guy's podcast that I haven't done in a while and, you know, all that stuff. And then just do it from a new place and just, like you said, shake it up, you know? Why not? Because after a while, especially with quarantine, it's like things start to get and feel repetitive. So sometimes you got to just do it, dude. Are you going to do your podcast from Serbia? No. Just gonna not do it for three months. So we bank it all the shit. Lot, banked a bunch of shit, and then so you've banked, you've banked like what 
Wow. I banked a bunch. And these these are the good ones with the ones indoors. Some outdoor ones were wild. Some of the outdoor ones, I was getting sunburnt. Got it. Yeah, I was like, we were going to do an out one today, but I I was getting. When do you leave? How many days? Next week. Wow. So how many? So how many more are you going to bank? Shit. Congratulations, by the way, man. Thank you. Why do you keep lowering your voice and trying to sound sexy? I I am fucking scumbag. I am. You sound. You're listen. You're a nasally fuck. I am wine drunk right now. You're sitting over here on the couch. You know, off top it off. Yeah, we'll get we'll get Chrissy out of here. Yeah, I got I got to go have fucking whatever she's cooking, chicken parm with adobo. Some um, Puerto Rican cuisine. She's great. She is great. I, I fucking like out me and my girl. We broke up. Like we were co-parenting. Yeah, oh, wait, we when, were. Co- yeah, yeah, I remember that. We were co-parenting. You know, uh, two years ago, and then you know we had our daughter, and then quarantine happened, and she was actually dating somebody else. They broke up, and then we were quarantining. You know, whatever, and like obviously in the beginning in March and April, nobody knew. We we're like, we need to be together. I don't know if germs, blah, our children, and then. Like, as time started to go on in quarantine, like, you start to, like, learn about each other and, like, be, we couldn't go, like, the pandemic forced us to be in the same room with each other. There was nowhere to run. There was no comedy club to run to. There was, you have to stay. And we just started to figure out how to live with each other's really? nuisances about each other. Like, we used to, when we, when, when, when years ago we would run, now we're like, there's nowhere to run. You have to stay here and figure this out. And, and that's what we would do. And then little by little. You know, it was like starting to get closer and closer and closer. And then Don specifically told me in September when I was here doing the pilot for the for the to the show, you said to me, take it slow with her and embrace the relationship with her. And because because when we first got uh, together five years ago, she had the baby immediately. Yeah. We were in Tampa two and weeks. then fuck it, baby me two weeks. She's pregnant. And then Don says, don't make that mistake again. Don't do that again. He said, learn, like fall in love with her all over again and have a relationship and then have a child. That was what, September 28th. October 15th, I text him, she's pregnant again. Yeah, Just did. immediately he pregnant did. again. Yeah. I was like, yeah, as soon as I got home, I literally listened to him in LA, got off the flight in JFK, went home, immediately had sex there and did not pull out. Planet Just immediately yeah. said, Don, fuck you. <laughs> and then now we're having another kid. The baby's due July 4th. If it's born on July 4th, the only two name options are Donald or QAnon. Donald or QAnon? Yeah, I'm going to name my kid Q. Oh, Fourth of July is going to be a fucking party. Could you imagine your birthday was the 4th of fucking July? Dude, that would be epic. That would be fucking epic. Epic, epic, epic. Yeah, dude, I hope so, man. Yeah, we'll see. It's definitely going to be a girl again. My sperm's gay. You only do girls too, right? I'm so sorry. That's okay. You That's just okay. Spit all over his new place. <laughs> I love it. wine spit taste your top one. It'd be great if like Bert's so drunk right now. This isn't even his house. Like he's just doing it at some other construction. I go, guys, lot. clean up the pictures. Grab the picture. Yeah. We gotta go. We gotta like, go. Dude, I'm, I'm fucking so wasted. What? What was the address? <laughs> no, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, dude. I'm so sorry. Well, listen. Dude. Let's get you out of here. We'll murder Thank these you, wines. We'll murder these wines. Let's do it. We'll end strong here. Love it, dude. Tap it. Yeah, um, I got an empty like a fucking loser. That's okay. You're yeah. driving. Put some liquid death in it. Yeah, put some liquid death in it. Yeah, at least we get some of it. Yeah. Um, hey, you're killing it right now. You I appreciate really it, brother. You really Thank you for are. having me on. You really are killing it. Thank you. I enjoy watching you succeed. Thank you, man. I'm a fan. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. I love you. I love you, Bert. I wish you're fucking inspiration to us all, truthfully. I just realized I didn't need to kill that. I'm staying here. There you go. I was like, I could have just slow drank it. No, nah, dude, who cares, man? It's already down the hatch. Awesome.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.